The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. We demand competition. This is the phenomenal one. AJ Styles, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. Howdy, folks. This is good old JR Jim Ross of the WWE. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. It's showtime, folks! Police officer here? I told you you were too loud. Evidently, the cops are actually here. Here are your hosts, Trey, JSK, and Arnold. That was then. This is now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live, with the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. guys welcome to another edition of a wrestling news live where tonight we saw some very interesting things happen of course the monday night raw crew were not available to be on monday night raw as we saw an influx of the smackdown superstars kind of take over uh monday night raw of course we also saw tna impact a new tna world heavyweight champion but more on that in just a few moments with that said, I think it's time that I queue up this intro and bring on the man you know, you love, my co-host, the founder of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trey Dog is in the house. All right, class, now raise your hand if you did not get a TNA title shot tonight. I'm raising my hand. Anybody else out there? I'm counting hands. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Wow, what an interesting uh, TNA impact we had tonight, going head-to-head with Monday Night SmackDown. Um, was really, really shocked. To see what happened on TNA tonight, after especially being a little bit behind everybody else and internet challenged as I've been the last month, um, I did download RVD's interview on Between the Ropes from last Tuesday. Now, I didn't get to listen to that until, oh, Friday, 
I guess, or a Saturday. I finally set aside some time and listened to the interview. And to hear RV talk, RVD talk, he was talking about how he would like to face Jeff Hardy one-on-one and that somewhere down the line that would be some direction that they may go with TNA and, and how it might help ratings and how he's happier than he's ever been. He's in the right place. And, boy, they paid off on it tonight. They cashed that RVD-Jeff Hardy match in tonight, which was a great, great match. And then they followed it up with RVD challenging AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship over at TNA. And if you count the pay-per-view last night, an impact tonight, Mike today said it best, RVD has wrestled four matches in two days to two of AJ Styles. And RVD able to come out on top with the big TNA World Heavyweight title win. Um, so you have a new World Heavyweight Champion over on TNA. And it'll be interesting this week. This will be a good week, a telling week, where you can basically throw all your formulas out the window. You can basically just say, look, here's what it is. It is what it is. This is proof positive week if there ever was any folks that no matter what and it's not the WWE's fault they were playing with the hand they were dealt and you know I do take my hat off to them for doing things on the fly but this week will be the only week you'll ever be able to say I think and I hope that it doesn't matter what the WWE throws out and it doesn't matter how good TNA Impact is, whatever the WWE throws out will always dominate TNA on Monday nights. Because I guarantee you, they will still have the bigger rating. TNA put on one hell of a show. I have nothing bad to say about the TNA show compared to that of WWE Raw. And it's a prime example, by no fault of their own, because of what's happening over in, uh, I guess, the U.K., that the WWE, and again, hopefully this is the only time you'll ever be able to say it, but the WWE can literally throw out anything they want and draw a better rating than an all-star pack, title-changing TNA impact. Well, it's like I've said several times before, you make an excellent point. Uh, TNA needs to worry about putting on a better show. Tonight, they did just that. They put on a five-star show. There were some minor, you know, uh, cracks in the cement on the show. Uh, you know, Rob Terry messed up a couple of spots and looked horrible in yeah, the ring. Yeah, he did. You know, but aside from that and, you know, the uh, the knockouts, the beautiful people, that was kind of a cluster as well. But aside from that, I really have no complaints with TNA Impact. Uh, I, I've been saying for weeks that AJ Styles is going to drop the belt. I thought it might be last night on the pay-per-view against the Pope. But let's face it, it's better to have RVD, your champion. And, and, and let's just think about this for a moment. What's tomorrow? <laughs> it's 420. The celebration has already begun in the RVD household, my friend. That's right. That's right. And, you know, you brought up, you brought up a couple of good points. Rob Terry comes in. Uh, they're now calling him the freak. I'm guessing they're basing his persona and character off of the animal Batista. That's kind of the feel I get. Um, he comes in to represent Team Hogan because 
Flair comes out tonight and says he wants a rematch. Well, you can't have a rematch if you've got Hardy and RVD in a match to see who fights AJ later in the show. So, basically, Abyss and Jeff Jarrett, and Abyss is super over with the crowd right now. Apparently, this Hogan super ring of power did more for him than I ever thought it would. It's over with the crowd right now, and so is Jarrett. And they go to the ring while Sting and Team Flair come down, and they take care of the two of them. Well, Rob Terry runs down to the ring as the freak, and he has brand-new tights that say the freak on his tights. He comes in to clean house, and he botches three of the five moves I think he was supposed to do. And I think that was just adrenaline, you know, and him being finally given some kind of a, a push. And, you know, he probably just, you know, let the, the adrenaline get the best out of him. And I think he'll end up being okay down the line. Um, but that beautiful people knockouts match, I don't know what the hell purpose it even served. It really I mean, did. they brought down the beautiful people, and Mike today fucked up the announcement of saying, you know, it was Velvet Sky and and uh, who's the new, the, the new knockout champion? What's her name? Madison Rain. Yeah, he said the two of them were fighting for the tag team titles. You know, and that what's her name? Von Eric was just there in support. Well, Von Eric got in the ring for all of two seconds and then tagged out. Yeah, but you know the rest, the rest of the match was 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 Velvet Sky. She did have one impressive move that uh, that somersault elbow drop was kind of nice. Yeah, she's probably been working on that for a couple months. Other than that, I mean, why put ODB and Daffy together? That's just something to fill time. There was a million other things we could have probably done. I will give TNA credit for one thing this week that I know a bunch of us have, have talked about in the past. I know the chat rooms talked about it in the past. There was not a million let's go to the back segments this week, which was a good thing. You know, the, the segment with, with JB backstage with Flair and AJ was one thing. You know, then there was a segment between Hogan and Bischoff. It was a pretty cool little segment with the new secretary who's built like a brick shit house. Amen. Um... Which was kind of funny when Hogan said, what about my thingy? I actually laughed out loud at that. Um, other than that, man, I I have no qualms and no complaints with TNA. Now, what I did see when I flipped over to WWE a few times, and granted, I'm giving them a get-out-of-jail free card because they were doing the best they did with what they had. You know, it's like trying to paint a Picasso with only six crayons in the box. Sometimes you just got to deal with what you got, you know. Uh, but every time I seemed to turn over, it was some stupid MacGruber shit. You, you know what? I, I agree with you to a point, and I uh, I got into it with a couple of guys in the uh, the chat room here tonight. You know, here's my thing. I understand that the whole Raw crew is, is stuck over uh, in the U.K. thanks to this whole worldwide phenomenon known not as Internet Dave, but as this volcano that's spewing out ash that's just crippling uh, a lot of travel all over the place. I mean, now it's starting to trickle into Canada. I know the whole east end of Canada from, uh, I, I guess, Newfoundland is starting to, to feel a little bit of this ash, and they're starting to ground planes here as well. So, I mean, this is a worldwide thing, and, and I completely understand that. I've even heard reports that there's a possibility they may be uh, grounding more flights this week. So unless those guys get out soon, they, may not, they might not even be around for extreme rules this Sunday. 
Uh, but but here's the thing. When you look at all this, they had the entire SmackDown talent roster, for the most part, available to them. I would have liked to have seen, and I know they could have booked a better show, but we started things off with about a 20-minute promo from Triple H. Now, don't get me wrong, I like Triple H, and I thought the back and forth between him and Punk was good, but it went on about 10 minutes too long. Right. You know, we didn't need to see that. Again, I'm more wrestling-oriented. TNA really hit the nail on the head for me tonight because they delivered solid wrestling matches that were good for the most part. I mean, like I said, there were a few cracks in the cement, but for the most part, they delivered a solid show tonight. You know, WWE, every time I was watching it, and I had both the stream and the TV on, every time I watched it, it was mainly about MacGruber. You're absolutely right. And, again, no offense to Will Forte, but this is not the guy that you want to guest host your Raw. The guest host thing has really run its course. Unless they right, start... and, you know, I, I, said that, I said that months ago. And it's just like, I guess what I should have said when I came on the air was, raise your hand, who hasn't been a Raw co-host yet? I mean, Jesus Christ. They're going to, they're resulting, they're resorting to bad Saturday Night Live skits now to get their co-hosts? Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes I've laughed at a MacGruber or two, but he's a fictional picture played by an actor on Saturday Night Live they didn't, even, they didn't even, they didn't have, what's his name, Will Forte, they didn't have him host Raw, they had the character he plays, MacGruber, host Raw. You know, and here's the thing, I understand, you know, that they want to promote the movie, mainly because some of the uh, the talent in World Wrestling Entertainment was a part of that movie, I mean, guys like Chris Jericho, MVP, uh, Kane, and a couple other superstars, Mark Henry, I think, were all involved in a, in a taped segment in the MacGruber movie, and so I can understand that. But again, those guys weren't there tonight, which uh, not a fault of their own, but I think they could have delivered a much more solid show. The only bright spot to me tonight that Raw really delivered was the reemergence of The Undertaker and the match he had with uh, with Jack Swagger. I mean, awesome match from both of those guys tonight. You talk about, you talk about a catch-22 deal right there, because when I flipped it on, I saw Swagger beating the hell out of the Undertaker, and I thought to myself, wow, they're going to let Swagger beat the Undertaker after the Undertaker just retired Shawn Michaels. So in essence, you're saying that, you know, Jack Swagger's better than Shawn Michaels. You know, and I thought, that's a bad message to send. Plus, you don't really want Swagger going over on the dead man. Not yet. No. But by the same token... Here you got a guy who doesn't have a title, and he just beat the champion. How many times has Jack Swagger been beaten since he's been a champion? Well, he's been beaten twice by two former world heavyweight champions. So in that regard, it kind of works. If you remember, The Undertaker never lost that title. Uh, well, I mean, he lost it to, to Chris Jericho Chamber. at the Elimination Chamber with help from Shawn Michaels. I mean, he didn't right. lose it in a fair one-on-one, you know, matchup. Uh, with Randy Orton, again, Swagger made a rookie mistake, and he got caught in the RKO by the company's, you know, biggest badass right now. Right. So, I mean... Well, back to the Undertaker, though. I mean, was, is he ever going to get that rematch? 
mean, he, he, he lost the title of Elimination Chamber. Doesn't he have a rematch clause in his, in his contract somewhere? Well, he does. And, again, they just kind of pulled him out tonight because out of necessity. If it wasn't for the right. fact that the guys are stuck over in the U.K., I guarantee you that he wouldn't be brought back to television. Now, does he show up on SmackDown this week? I don't know. I mean, you would think he just beat the World Heavyweight Champion, that he would uh, he would get a title match. But, you know, we know Randy Orton is the one in store for that next title match. So, I don't know. I, I really don't know what they do here. Again, they pulled him out out of necessity. Same with Kali. He was supposed to be gone, taking time okay. off, and, you know, boom. Great Kali was on the show tonight. Oh, that wasn't great. That wasn't the great Kali. Oh, I'm sorry. It was uh, Kalu. Yeah, Kalu. Kalu. Yeah, there you go. My bad. They they look alike. So do they do they book that far ahead where Undertaker comes out on SmackDown and says, "Hey, look, I just beat Jack Swagger, and I've already beaten Randy Orton in the past. I want the winner of the Randy Orton Swagger match at the next pay per view for my re- for my rematch clause." No, I think this was a one-night thing. I think we're going to see The Undertaker uh, go off television for a while. You know, if everything works out and the crew is able to get back this weekend, I right. really don't think you're going to well, see Taker kind of, for a while. What kind of shape are they going to be in on Sunday if they can't get everybody back? Well, you know, it's what funny. It's funny. I had a, a conversation with a bunch of guys in the chat room tonight. Uh, some agreed, some didn't, and, and that's cool. Like I said, everybody's opinion is their own, and, and I respect that. But if you look back at... Uh, WrestleMania 2, it was a big gamble for, for Vince McMahon because, uh, you know, after WrestleMania 1, I mean, he pretty much put all of his eggs in one basket. If that didn't work out, then he would have been bankrupt and destitute. Uh, WrestleMania 2 was unique because it you were broadcasting a pay-per-view from three different locations and three different venues. You know, New York, Chicago, and I can't remember the other one offhand, maybe uh, Los Angeles. That's what it was, Los Angeles. And... With the production that they have, obviously, overseas, I mean, obviously, they don't have a lot of their high, uh, high-end high stuff that would still be here in the States. I think that if necessity came to it, some of those matches with the Raw guys being stranded over there, you could literally rent an arena in the U.K. and paper it. I know you'd lose money on that. You might get a lot of, uh, a lot of people buy last-minute tickets. You never know. But they could literally tape those matches and then have them broadcast via satellite as a part of the pay-per-view, if worse came to worse. Now, it would kind of screw guys like Triple H, who has a match against Sheamus and a few others. But for the most part, most of the card would remain intact if you did that. And if that's what you have to do, well, the option is there. Right. That's a possibility, or you just come right out and be honest. And come down to the ring as soon as the show starts and say, hey, look, you know, we had hoped to have WWE Extreme Rules tonight, but due to the fact that, you know, half of our talent roster is still stranded in the U.K., what we're going to do tonight to put on a show for you is put everybody's name in a hat and put them all in, you know, the big hopper and go, or go to the wheel of death or whatever and have Extreme Rules matches, pull out people and, you know, just kind of makeshift as you go with what you got. You know, make it look like it was a chance spin of the wheel type thing that puts this person against this person, but keep the matches intact that you can. No, that's true. And and uh, Crelly keeps sending me messages. Yeah, Lillian Garcia was back tonight, for those of you who might have missed it. Was it a one-night thing? or? I think so. I think she's just in town to help them out. I mean, obviously with, 
with everything that's going on, I mean that that's what makes sense. You got Taker and Lillian Garcia on the same show <laughs> due to the Raw superstars being stranded overseas. So I, you know, I'm surprised the Hart Dynasty wasn't actually used because they managed to get out uh, of the UK and are you know in the United States. So I'm not really sure why they weren't utilized to some degree tonight. I know, I did like the one side of the crowd, welcome to Monday Night Smackdown. I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I mean, going into this last night, uh, when I was covering the lockdown pay-per-view on Sunday Night Showdown, that was one of the things that we were very interested to see, what was going to happen tonight with uh, with Monday Night Smackdown. And, you know, in turn, if the guys did manage to get back on, say, a Tuesday or Wednesday, would there be a follow-up show where they just had Smackdown on Monday night and just kind of you know reverse the roles and maybe had uh, had Monday Night Raw on a, on a Friday or a Thursday night, which you know they've done in the past on special occasions. And I thought that would have been a good way to do it, but I don't know. I, I'm, oh, I will, I will, I will uh, mention one more crack of this scene on TNA's part, and that was the return of Samoa Joe with no explanation. <laughs> you know, but he looked like Samoa Joe. He didn't look like Sofa Joe. You know, he didn't have the penis on his face. It was Samoa right. Joe. And it was refreshing for once. So I would like to see somebody try to get with Joe backstage and find out where he's been. I'm sure they'll build to that. And let's hope so. Let's hope they don't forget about that. Well, you know, you never know with them. Uh, let's hope they build to it and really come out with some type of storyline as to, you know, where the hell you been, Joe. So, But he, he did look good tonight. Look looked like he's... Might have dropped a couple pounds and back to his old yep. wrestling gear. And it was nice to see Samoa Joe the way that we remembered him, the way that he was, you know, the, the monster badass, uh, you know, for TNA. So nice to see him back. I yeah. will say this. I will say this. With it being the Hogan-Bischoff regime and both of them going, are you sure he's going to be here tonight? Oh, yeah, I talked to him. He's ready to go, blah, blah, blah. I was hoping for somebody a little bit better than Samoa Joe. You know, the rumors were running wild that it could be Tommy Dreamer, and I thought if they're going to bring Tommy Dreamer in, guys, that's going to be like, uh, <laughs> that's not going to draw a rating. That's not going to do anything. No offense to Tommy. I mean, he's a great guy. He's a great talent. But Tommy Dreamer it doesn't really equal ratings for them. That's not the big superstar that you want to bring in. So Samoa Joe was a good idea. I mean, when he was hinting he had surprises, I honestly thought at one point in time that Paul Heyman would have been a great shoe-in. Uh, for the show tonight, with RVD winning the title, because they've been rumoring this ECW faction with Paul Heyman, uh, you know, leading that that crew, and I think that's still a possibility down the line. But we didn't see that. Well, tonight. And, they, and they kind of they kind of teased a little ECW thing tonight with the Dudleys holding RVD up on their shoulders. Well, exactly. You know, RVD RVD winning the title with the Dudley Boys there, and Heyman coming in—that'd be something cool. I'd be interested in. <laughs> it was good to. Uh, find out that through Taz that Xbox, Xbox was cleared not to be there by Dixie Carter last night. You know, that's good. I I was worried about that. I mean, we made the comment on too. we made the comment last night on SNS that we thought maybe if he just completely no-showed because there was a report going around that he said TNA didn't pay him enough money. And again, they were all unconfirmed rumors and uh, we addressed it as such, but I'm glad to hear that he had some cohesion uh, with TNA management, because, I mean, this is a guy who's had several chances, and I was hoping he wasn't going to screw up another one. So uh, if that's the case, then, you know, good for him. Yeah, and, and finding that out last night when you and I talked, he was, 
you remember my response. I was, oh, that sucks. But I, I feel bad for him, you know, because I don't see a guy like that right now talking about TNA not paying him enough when the alternative is zero. Anything TNA pays you is more than zero, you know. Oh, exactly. And to hear reports that Scott Hall's doing so well over there and really busting his ass and doing a good job and, you know, management is impressed with Scott Hall, I was just tickled to hear that, you know, but, I, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to see one of them doing well and then one of them fall off and, you know, screwing up again. But if you notice, they weren't on the show tonight, so. Well, that's true, and uh, <laughs> just looking at the chat room, and uh, Tony Overstar says the best part about Impact tonight was we didn't see Bubba the Crotch Sponge on the TV. Amen. That's, that's, that's also true. Amen to that, my brother. That's also true. So, I mean, tonight was just a weird wrestling night. I mean, it was a great night for Impact, and you just kind of felt sorry for the WWE and just went through emotions. You know, know, I wasn't wasn't entertained by anything other than the Jack Swagger-Undertaker match. I have to agree. I mean, as far as Raw was concerned, like I said, I did like the start of the promo between... uh, Punk and, and Triple H. I don't know if you remember half of the, the liners that came through there, but uh, at one point when uh, <laughs> Triple H is saying, so how come these guys got to shave their head and you don't? And then he went back to the whole straight edge thing, and uh, before he said that, he said, well, how come Shawn Michaels was bald and you aren't? You know, uh, you know, and they kind of went back and forth, and he said, you know, I'm straight edge. I don't put foreign chemicals in my body. And he's like, well, does that include shampoo and soap? And you know, I just, I died. I literally laughed for about ten minutes, and then it drug on, and it drug on, and I'm like, okay, this is not comedy night at the improv, it's professional wrestling. So. Yeah, but you know, when you are when you get into it with somebody in real life, and you're talking shit, that's the way it goes, you try to one-up each other. You know, it turns into that. It turns into who can dog the other one out the best, a lot, you know, until it gets physical. Right. You know, so... I didn't mind it so much, uh, but then again, I'm a big Triple H mark, so it was all right with me. Um, but I do agree it drug a little long, but that was just probably the stall for time because they didn't have as much, you know, backstage to work with. That's true. Uh, I just got a report uh, from the Anarchist. It, it appears that the WWE is offering refunds to fans at tonight's Raw in East Rutherford, New Jersey, because the roster wasn't able to be there. Any fans wanting to get a full refund can bring their tickets to the IZOD Center box office tomorrow, and they'll get a full refund. How much do you bet that a lot of those motherfuckers that were at the show tonight will do it anyway just so they can get a refund? Oh, hell yeah. That's the way the public works. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't the shittiest show that they've ever put on, but... Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad show at all. It just wasn't the norm, you know? And not, not the show you want for a go-home show. Not the show you want from a show leading into your draft show. That's true. You know, it was just, and, I, and again, I said, I give them a get-out-of-jail-free card for having to work with what they had to work with. They had no choice. Well, now, let me ask you something, Trey. I mean, you and I are, are notorious for doing this. I'm going to ask you to, to bring out the old magic marker, the magic ink pen. Okay. And if you were in charge of the roster that they had tonight, what would you have done differently to make this show kind of stand out and be a success? Well, with what's coming up, the first thing I would have done as the booker was I would have said, okay, who's here that 
I can use that's going to be going head-to-head at the pay-per-view on Sunday. Okay, I've got CM Punk and I've got Mysterio. Okay, I've got Edge, I've got Jericho. Uh, let's see, you know, I would have gone through and done that and paired those guys together and had them work some kind of something with each other involved. WWE style, like they always do. Like, say, you've got Jericho and, and Christian this week in the pay-per-view. Have them tag with somebody. Um, you know, where where are my, you know, where's, where's Christian? Is Christian still overseas? If he is, then you go another direction. You might try to do something tonight with Edge and Christian because, no, it may not be the right time and you may want to hold it off for most circumstances, but tonight's not most circumstances. you got to pull out all the stops. So you may have to use a couple of those bullets that you want to save for down the road tonight just to make the show go over and be a success. You know what I mean? So you might put Edge and Christian together for one more night, have them do some kind of banter backstage or have Christian run it down to save Edge after a promo beat down by Jericho. You know, have them in a tag team match. Figure out some kind of way to involve CM Punk and Rey Mysterio because you got them both there at your disposal to promote the, 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 the pay-per-view on Sunday. Then for the rest of the roster, since they're SmackDown people, the majority of them, you know, you show the fact, you come out, you know, with somebody who's in a position of authority or, you know, your guest general manager or whatever, and you start, you start telling people, hey, don't forget, after Extreme Rules on Monday, it's going to be the WWE draft where anything goes. You know, you're going to be able to see stars possibly like, and then bring out The Undertaker. And say, you know, The Undertaker tonight is to face uh, Raw superstar so-and-so, you know, just in case... You know, the Undertaker could get drafted to Raw. This is what it would be like. We're going to show it to you for one night. You know, just do stuff like that. But you've got to continue to promote what you've got coming up with the best of what you got. You know, you can't just sit back and go, well, okay, the Raw guys aren't here, and this is what I have to work with. You know, let's just go out there and treat it like a house show. You can't do that. But you still got to promote your upcoming events like the pay-per-view and the, and the three-hour draft. Well, see, you make a good point right there. You make a great point. I, I think that's how I, that's how I personally, you ask me how would I do it, that's what I would do. No, and that's a good point, but you did make a valid point there uh, as far as I wouldn't book it like a house show. Tonight, to me, this this seemed like it was a two-hour house show, the way that it yeah, was booked. It and to me, that's that's a no-no. If it were me booking it, I'd do a lot of what you said. But I would really utilize the fact that the draft is next week and you've got all this SmackDown talent at your disposal. Have guys like Drew McIntyre come out and say, you know, I'm Drew McIntyre and I'm the Intercontinental Champion. And next week I could be here on Raw as your Intercontinental Champion. And I'm going to be the man. And really get him over. You know, really appeal to the, to the Raw fans of who he I is. I would have put him into something with Triple H. Well, there you go. I mean, I would have had Drew McIntyre come out and say, you know, I'm your Intercontinental Champion, but I've been stuck over on the B Show, and so many of you people who just watch Raw may not have seen how great I really am. I really play off the fact that he thinks he's the best thing since Pussy was invented. Exactly. And then have him come up there and cut that promo and say, as a matter of fact, I am so great, and my talents have been so wasted on SmackDown that tonight I'm going to show you Raw fans 
how great I am by taking out your number one superstar in Triple H. You See, know, I like something that. like that. Well, yeah, that's exactly what they should have done. Because i got to be honest with you, I think Drew is coming to uh, to the Raw brand next week. Very possible. I mean, and they already know this. You know what I mean? Raw creative, they already know who's going where. So if you've got guys on the SmackDown roster that are going to be Raw guys coming up next week, promote them. Tease them. Hell, tease some of the SmackDown guys that aren't going anywhere just to throw people off. And I was booked completely like a hoot-shit by the people in the back. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I mean, it just seemed like a glorified house show. And I don't know. I would have done it a little differently. Like I said, you have to give them an audible because of the situation. I mean, it's right. <laughs> it's a force of nature. It's nothing that they could they could prevent. Uh, and there was there was a dispute going on in the chat room earlier. Uh, you know, after we had mentioned the fact that the Izod Center was offering refunds to those who wanted them because Raw wasn't. Uh, on the show. At the same time, there is this little thing called card subject to change, and it's on every ticket that you buy. It's on every poster for every wrestling show that you go to. Things happen, and sometimes changes have to be made, and that's just yeah. part of the business. That is the truth. You know, it's a cool thing that Vince is doing that re- refund thing. If he doesn't have to, that's true. He doesn't. I completely agree. He no. does not have to do it, but he is, and that's you know. And you're going to get a lot of people returning it just because they enjoyed themselves and had a good time. The fact they can get their money back, they're going to jump on that, just like the fat bitch in a restaurant that eats your entire sandwich and then says, I didn't like it. Well, bitch, you ate it all. Well, I still didn't like it. Well, you shouldn't have ate it all. Well, I was hungry. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad, you should have said something before. Now that you've eaten it all, I'm not taking it back. That to take back. No, I agree with that. It's, you know, and and I guarantee you, there will be a lot have, of people. I do have some good news to share with the Wrestling News Live family and audience tonight. Oh, good, good. I'm thinking that, how close do we, or how close are we to a break? Uh, we can take one any time, really. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we'll save my good news and we'll share it with everybody coming up after the break. That sounds pretty cool to me. How's that sound? Nope, sounds good. All right, I guess with that said, we'll go ahead and take a quick commercial break right here. Wrestling News Live, exclusively SundayNightShowdown.com, the SNS Radio Network. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right after this. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gets you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price. 
Everybody's gonna pay. I have blood tears in my hair. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. job, man. You hired me here Your to do a job? Yeah, my job. Let me put it this way. If you were working at McDonald's and I ordered a Big Mac, large fries, and a medium Coke, I would walk out with a bucket of chicken, a three-bean burrito, and a glass of water tipped down my pants. I don't think... You suck. You're <laughs> fired. Get out of my building. Jerk <sighs> you are. This is Wrestling News Live, with Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexy, and the Trade Dog. 
This little bitch that needs taking care of. Don't even bother getting up. I'm gonna kick you out the door myself. Hey guys, Maverick here, the official voice of Rival Forge Wrestling. And you're listening to the innovator of wrestling radio that's made for the fans by the fans. Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS Radio Network, the island of Misfit Radio. All right, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live. Myself, Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, and of course, the one, the only, the Trey Dog. So what's the big news, my friend? Well, it would appear... <laughs> sorry, I was talking to my dad about this today. Uh, it would appear that all the hours of watching my uh, beloved Kansas City Chiefs have finally paid off. I am moving basically to Kansas City to do sports radio and cover the Kansas City Chiefs. So... I'll be doing a bunch of different things on the radio, but that's one of them. And that should start as soon as they send me my money to fly down there. So possibly within the next two or three days, I'll be packing my bags and flying to Kansas City. And uh, they've already got me a place set up, and they've already made me my contract offer. I've already agreed to the financial terms. And like I said, it's just a matter of getting there now. And I uh, talked to them today. They're going to fly me in, and I'll start working either the end of this week or the first of next week. But the good news is I'm off work in time, but it doesn't affect any of my Wrestling News Live or Internet Radio Show schedules. And soon, probably by next week, I won't be phoning it in. I'll be on Skype Live for better sound quality like it used to be with... Mr. Money on the mic, J.J. Sexay. I love that news, man. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. I know that's something you've always wanted to do, and uh, I know you're a big fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, so fuck, man, congratulations. Yeah, I'll, uh, it's kind of cool because I'll be covering not only the Chiefs, but I'll be covering uh, all of Kansas City sports, but I'll also be covering what will be close enough that I'll be covering uh, the St. Louis Cardinals as well and being a big fan of the Cardinals. You know, that was another reason why they hired me. Plus, I'm going to be involved with uh, their their Friday night football play-by-play and uh, doing a high school game of the week, stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good new chapter in the life of the Trey Dog. Now, some of the some of the people in the chat are asking, Real Blackheart says, well, what if uh, do you have to do anything on Monday nights if they play games on Monday nights? Uh... <laughs> The last time the Chiefs played a game on Monday night, I think I was still in high school. Um, <laughs> should the Chiefs play a Monday night football game, then uh, I'm not sure how that would affect my schedule because I wouldn't be on during the game anyway. I'm doing more of a Monday through Friday call-in show. So, and like I said, my show would be off the air well before Wrestling News Live or Wrestling itself even started. So I don't see that being an issue. Although I would have to watch the game to know what I'm going to be talking about the whole next week. So I'd have to be flipping, I guess, between it and wrestling, doing the best I can. Wow, three different stations. That'd be a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would. Not That'd be you... one of those, JJ, you watch Raw. I'm watching TNA and the Chiefs game. <laughs> you just need, like, a pitcher and pitcher and pitcher. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, no shit. 
had to go to a sports bar and say, could you uh, just leave this screen right here on wrestling? Please sing it. Yeah, I don't need the sound. We'll just watch the show. It's fine. But, yeah, that's that's the next step, man. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to get up there and get started. I mean, I a part of me was going to try to stay home here in Oklahoma and, and do something local. I had an offer. I didn't like it. I turned it down. I had another offer. Um, I did kind of like, just because I liked the people because they were so nice, but that still put me out towards Oklahoma City. And I didn't really want to be that far away, even though I know this is putting me six hours away, and that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then you have to understand that this is the dream job of my life. Not only to do sports radio on a daily basis, but to cover the team that I grew up watching. So that's the jewel in the Happy Meal, if you will. No, man, that's that's fucking awesome, dude. So, I'm, I'm happy for you. Oh, thank you. I, uh... I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking more forward to it just so I can get my life back where it used to be, where I had internet whenever I wanted it. And oh, okay, it's been a it's been a, a rough month with no internet. Yeah, you've been kind of you've been through the ringer lately, so uh, you definitely need a break. And this this sounds like it's it. I just want life back to normal. I hear that. As normal as it can be, anyway. <laughs> I hear you, man. I fucking hear you with that. So I guess we've, we've pretty much covered TNA and Raw. I, I can't really think of anything that we've missed tonight, to be quite honest. I mean, we, we, do, get... have, we do have coming up for all of you, I would say old school wrestling news livers, but that's about all of you these days. Uh, now that we're not on the, the Nazi network. Most of your old wrestling news live listeners. Um, trying to think of how I want to word this or a time frame. Let's just say that in a brand spanking new wrestling news live intro that I put together while bored completely this weekend here at my dad's house. Did you get to listen to that yet today? I did, actually. I, I took a listen uh, earlier this afternoon, and uh, yeah, I like it. Okay. So I'm thinking we can either tease it and play it for everybody now, or just wait and debut it later. What do you think? I say we just debut it the night we want to debut it. Like, uh, whatever, you've got everything ready to go and you're ready to go with it, I, I say do that. That and I really don't have it okay. queued up right now, so... Well, that's cool. But I'm just saying, it's going to be something that you guys have wanted for a while, so I finally gave in. And we'll just put it that way. And you got to think old school. Not too old school, but medium old school. Middle school. There you go. How's that? Middle school. There you go. Like within the last five years, I think, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Any guesses in the chat room? Now they're all saying I've screwed the chat because I'm not playing it. He'll turn by JJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm heel JJ tonight, I guess. What if we do this if we make it song of the night? You know what? I'll try and squeeze it in on, on the next commercial break. How's that? There you go. That'll work. I don't want everybody mad at you. 
Eh. And we didn't we didn't talk about this. This was impromptu, so. No, that's cool. Now for the, for the next commercial break, I'll uh, I'll give it a a listen. Because I want to see, I want you to give me the feedback from the chat room. Even though I'm not sitting in front of the computer, so you can give me the feedback. Yeah, that's not a problem. <clears throat> so if you want, I guess we just take phone calls and see what everybody else thought of what was a weird night in professional wrestling. I mean, a great night for TNA. Don't get me wrong, but like we said at the beginning of the show. And we've said it before, I mean, we stressed it before, where, let me put it this way, the ratings to TNA right now don't necessarily mean much, but if they were to somehow, some way, luck out and draw a 2.0, they would freak out, you know, and everybody would be talking about ratings again, how it does matter. But while their ratings are in the crapper, no, of course not. They're not going to say how much they matter. They're just going to blow it off. Well, tonight was a night where, you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things, the WWE was wounded going in, and TNA, knowing that, pulled out all the stops and truly delivered a, an A-plus show, in my opinion with Rob Van Dam as the new champion, confetti falling from the sky, all the baby faces coming out of the back to congratulate him. They made it into a big deal, and it was a big deal. So, But with that being said, I still won't be surprised on Tuesday when the ratings come out and the WWE draws a 3-point-something and TNA draws a 1.0. Because it's just proof to the theory that Still, unfortunately now, unfortunately, mind you, the WWE still owns Monday nights. And TNA hasn't built up enough of a fan base yet to make that a different subject. So I guess we'll wait and see Tuesday what happens with ratings. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think that uh, their ratings are going to take a slight hit. I'm not going to say it's going to be huge because it is the juggernaut every Monday night, but... Like I said, I think they're going to slip just a little bit. With that said, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It's the international sensation, Chris Crilly, who thought I would irradiate another show on the network. How did I know you'd be the first one to call? Because I have the back cave. I can now come on to any show because, well, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. The back cave. I huh? would hate to see your phone bill. Well, I use Skype, so it's all good. Oh, uh, so you're a Skyper. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, because, well, I could phone in like I did on the old network, but I'm not paying a stupendous amount of money just to call into a show. Plus, then then I would I would, I would also have to pay to, to host my own show, and then by then I'll be in debt. You would. You would. So what do you think of taking a head I think, for once, they hit it out of the park. It was fantastic. Like, I, I, you know, I, I was sitting with Raw on the TV, TA um, on the laptop, and I, and I muted Raw, turned off Raw as soon as they started the um, AJ versus RVD match. Because you knew, because like, like Jay said last night, this is the time of the year they, that they often change champions. And right. you kind of knew that, that because Bishop was teasing on, on uh, Facebook that tonight would be a big dramatic show. So it kind of, it kind of had the feeling in the feeling that whoever won the Jeff Hardy OVD match 
which by the way was a fa- which by the way was another fantastic match. You kind of knew. That I, they I, I think the RVD the RVD Jeff Hardy match was was much better than the AJ Styles RVD match. Oh, I agree. Yeah, because it was given more time, and those two guys. Uh, I, I know people were kind of like expecting like a spot fest match. Jeff Hardy's not really a spot worker anymore. Already, possibly. But that match, uh, overall, that was probably a match of the night. I mean, that's probably going to be match of the year. Uh, I mean, I, that, I, was, I was so entertained by Hardy and RVD that I never thought about flipping channels. Yeah, I've been... Because I've been a Jeff Hardy fan for a few years, and it, it kind of seems that he, he does his best work in TNA, because if you remember, when he came back, when he first debuted in TNA, he had a good run. He got bigger, he got better, he went back to WWE. And this time out, I think his, this one in TNA could be much bigger, and I do expect him to be the, 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 the TNA champion time, time at some point in this run. Well, TNA, I mean, right now, they're in the driver's seat, pending his, his legal situation. We're talking about Jeff Hardy. You know, they are basically... And the same thing, I think, with Ken Anderson. These are two guys that the WWE took and groomed, especially Jeff Hardy, because Anderson was so injured. But Jeff Hardy, when he first came back to to, to WWE from TNA, they jobbed him out quite a bit, Hmm. much to the chagrin of the fans. And the Hardy fans... We're still very vocal, still very proud, still very loud, and finally Jeff got some bit of some some kind of a run. But then Jeff had that period where everybody and their brother wanted to see him win the title, and he just kept getting screwed after screwed after screwed after screwed, you know. But during that whole process, he became a much better wrestler in the ring. His promo skills suck. But they've gotten better. You know, like tonight when you had RVD, AJ Styles, and Jeff Hardy in the ring, that could have been the promo clusterfuck from hell. I, and they yeah, pulled it off. I agree there. Because I, I know who are down But I mean, TNA is, TNA is really cashing in on the work that, that, that Jeff did in the WWE towards the end. And the fact that the WWE took this kid and made him finally a main event guy and then screwed him, you know, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm done. I, I, I knew Jeff Hardy was going to be done soon anyway. I mean, it was, if you remember that stretch where he could do no wrong, but for some reason they just kept screwing him out of the title. I mean, eventually that wears on you as an entertainer. Well, I think in the long run, that helped. In, a, in the long oh, run, yeah. if I keep, keep teasing the fact they might win world title, that, that got the fans more and more and more hyped. And when he finally did win it, and yet it was for a I what, just wish he would stop painting his face. Yeah, but the thing is, he still thinks that it's back in, two, in 2002, and he thinks that painting his face is cool. I mean, it's uh, just annoying to me. I'm going to paint I, I wanted, my face think, and take some meth, and I, I look like a fish when I look in the mirror, Crowley. <laughs> uh, I have one last question and I get off do you think if Jeff Hardy uh, oh, sorry, if Jeff Hardy is, is offered a, a return to the E for more money and a, and a less schedule after his court trial do you think he would go back he's burned his bridge no. they're not going to ever offer him shit again he's done he is completely not, fucking done 
In the you e. think? Yes. But he yeah, is one. Of, but he is one of the most overfaces in wrestling in, in wrestling business. Yeah, he is, and that's because WWE spent a lot of time and effort last year. He was the biggest superstar of 2009 for that company. When he left on his hiatus, when he lost that title to CM Punk, he was the most sought after free agent. They wanted to keep him, and they kept trying to sign him to extensions. He completely fucked the WWE over with what he did. Well, he got pissed because um, when CM Punk cut up promo, like, the whole Straight Edge promo was saying, don't end up like Jeff Hardy. That's when he, that's when he signed with TNA. He, he, he was upset by, by that statement. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way, Curly. Matt will be in TNA before Jeff will be back in the WWE. That'd be interesting. We from the Holly Boys. But anyway, I'll jump off and, because I know other guys want to call in and rant about how crap wrestling was tonight, but I thought I'll just give you my two cents. And they're always welcome. Okay, boys, I'll speak to you at some other point this week. Peace. All right, Crowley, Peace. thanks. <clears throat> All right, so the phone lines are open. Just add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype or give us a call at 501-588-7957. And see, this is where... This is where you look at the two companies and you see what they've got roster-wise. And that's why I said that interview with Ringside Digest, and I've said it several times on the show, what TNA has to do to establish themselves as a major player in this Monday Night War, they've got to sign the first available free agent with a big name willing to leave the WWE. And once they do that once or twice... Then the fight's on. I do believe we have a new, a new caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? The champ is here, boys. Oh, shit. How you doing, gentlemen? We're fine. What's up with you, Mike? Not too much. I'm getting a nasty echo, so let me make this quick. Yeah, I'm getting a um, nasty echo, too. I shut my server. I shut my uh, stream off, so oh, I don't know you, where they are. Now you sound all right. I didn't even recognize it was you. Oh yeah, it's the champ. And uh, check out the Facebook page for the for SCW tray. I uh, left your little message over there, so make sure you check that out. I'm thinking of you, my friend, in your time of need. Now then, okay. uh, while I'm taking while I'm taking my hiatus, you just keep my belt polished. All right. I'll polish this, okay? That's all I've got to say. I'm, I'm, not talking about that, I'm not talking about that something about Mary polish you use for your hair. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Something about, yeah, okay. Um, I saw bits and pieces of Impact. Kind of upset that I missed the AJ RVD title match because I honestly didn't think that they would pull the title off AJ tonight, but not. I'm happy that they did it. I did pull, I did see... Joe's return to uh, TNA, and I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was so beautifully done seeing Joe come in, beat the high holy ever-living piss out of anybody in front of him, win the match, and walk out of the damn arena. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. I just not- love the look, the look on Jared's face when Samoa Joe came through the ramp and started walking towards the ring was priceless, if anybody caught that. 
I didn't. I, I actually did catch a little, catch a little bit of that. But the look on Abyss's face, he's like, "Why, Joe? Why?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Shut up! You won the match. You've beaten him twice, and you're lucky that he didn't turn around and turn your freaking fat ass into a pile of black and yellow pudding. So just shut up and leave it alone." <laughs> um, Raw was fun. Undertaker, Sean, Undertaker, Swagger was a terrific match for what it was worth. I was stunned right. that they pulled Undertaker out of mothballs. The whole thing with the guest host, it really bothered me, but it wasn't bad. You know, all the hate that was going on in the chat room during the show, I was watching it on the stream while I was sitting here on the job. All the hate for for for, for what the for what they pulled I mean, literally out of their ass this week it was just so unnecessary. I mean, you want to nitpick everything uh, from here to Kingdom Come, go ahead and nitpick it. But the fact remains is, with maybe one or two exceptions, it wasn't a terrible show. The only thing, the only thing about Raw that I would that I would hold, uh, hold fuel to the fire is I would have changed the match order and put Undertaker Swagger as the last match. Nice. Mr. Swagger should have been the main event. That is the only thing on Raw that should have been changed, in my opinion. Everything else, everything else, for what it was worth. Now, I didn't realize that the Triple H promo went as long as it did, because I had to turn around and get ready, put myself into the robot uniform from hell to come into the job. But uh, the beginning lines were definitely fun, and holy Damn it, is Serena hotter than a pistol? I would love to see... Oh, my God. Um, you know, it's funny you brought up, you brought up a wrestling chat room, and, and not to say that, you know, we have our listeners and our, our viewers and our family here in the, the network that's not a network drinking our Kool-Aid, but I will say that I have been in so many chat rooms, including our former network, where it's just nothing but negativity. Everything that's typed in there is this sucks, this sucks, they suck, why'd they do this, why'd they do that, they should have done this, they should have done that. But a lot of times, the chat rooms, especially during pay-per-views, when you're watching a live stream with a chat room combined to it, you know, where you can't control the people that are in there, you're at the mercy of whoever's running the stream, it makes the product you're watching worse because you're hit with so much negativity that I got to be honest with you. That's the one thing I love, not the one thing, but one of the things I love about our chat room is that they're realists and they're not just negative about every single fucking thing. And you can see that, that everywhere. I would give you that on 90, 99% of the time, but tonight, I don't know what was going on, but tonight, Usually, I'm the one sitting out there stirring the drink, causing the chaos, and throwing the hate around. But I'm sitting here trying to tell everybody in this place to shut up and just let the thing go. And everybody else is going ballistic. I mean, I'm not going to turn around and sit here and toot my own horn. But toot, toot, I was the voice of reason, which is which means that hell absolutely did freeze over. If I if uh, I'm being the uh, if I'm being the voice of reason in this chat room at, the, at this particular point in time. Anyway, I ain't going to touch that one. Anyway, um, Trey, um, uh, the champ has spoken. And uh, for once, you're not the champ. That's all I got to say about that. Bye, boys. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock.
All right, thanks, uh, Psycho Siciliano, Mike Siciliano, for calling in uh, Wrestling News Live and taunting Trey just ever so much more this week. You know, it's going to be a cold day in that little boy's house when I take that belt and all he has to go home to is a can of Beanie Weenies. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, let's just say that. So, again, the phone lines are open. Just add Skype to, uh, or just add Sunday Night Showdown to Skype, excuse me, or call 501-588-7957. Ugh, Jesus. What there is going go. on? I had a brain fart there for a second. Like, what the fuck? It is. It is. You know, I picture Siciliano in the corner of his bedroom with that title, rubbing it like, you know, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. The precious. Oh. It's going to be so sad. I mean, I really do. It. You know, I'm almost going to feel sorry for him when I beat him. Because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. One of these days, he's going to have to face me like a man one-on-one. And he's going to lose. It's inevitable. You know. But I almost, knowing him the way I do, I'm, I, I almost, a part of me going to feel bad for him that day. I mean, he might hang himself. It, it's that bad. Wow, that's uh, that's a bit extreme there, Trey. We actually do have a new uh, caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Yo, it's One Man X from the chat making my WNO debut, I do believe. What's up, man? Oh, nothing. Nothing, not much. So what? what's on your mind, X? Um, I will admit um, I didn't catch a lot of Impact. Uh, I was playing Wii Sports. So that ate up the first hour of Impact. You know, you can call me whatever you want, but Wii Sports is fucking fun. Um, I did catch RVD Hardy, and I did catch um, Joe, and I did see RVD win the title. Um, so you saw the highlights. <laughs> I saw the good parts. Um, and I will admit, considering that I wasn't too high on lockdown, Impact was definitely extremely good. I, I have to say I enjoyed it, which I haven't said that about Impact since the January 4th show, to be honest. Well, it was like tonight. Everything flowed perfectly. The right people were on television for a change. Um, not everybody and their brother. They didn't go backstage every five minutes for some kind of fucking drama. You know, it was just a nice wrestling show for a change. Centered around the action that was coming up and that had just happened in the ring. Everything tonight was about what had just happened or what was going to happen in the ring. And that's what you want from a show like TNA. If they're going to be the alternative, then by God, be the alternative and give us that every week. Uh, you know, I, I highly do agree that there was admittedly a better flow. I have to say, I, I marked when I saw Joe, and I You still with us there, bro? Yeah, the fact, that, the fact yeah. that Joe even came out surprised me. I was... I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. He was just not the guy I was thinking of that would come out to join Team Hogan. Um, but it was good to see the original Samoa Joe back. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Um, my, I guess my only problem with it, I thought they, I, I really thought they should have done that for the pay per view. Like how how awesome the Lethal Lockdown would have been. Joe comes in, waylays everyone. And then we still get the Hogan Bischoff kind of stuff, but you know, but we get Joe returning, 
and then we get, you know, everything happens at the end. I kind of thought with the Bischoff-Hogan regime and the fact that they're replaying a lot of past storylines, I kind of thought you were going to get the Samoa Joe scenario when he returned of everybody's down in the ring. You know, Samoa Joe starts walking down to the ring, and then you got the commentators. Whose side is he on? You know, just like when Hogan came down and joined the NWO. You know, but they didn't go that route. They went the route they went tonight, which was good. I liked it. Uh, yeah, and, and it would be perfect have on the X Impact have Joe come out and go. The last three happened. Me having a penis on my face never happened. Me wearing sofa pants never happened. As far as you're concerned, this is the real Samoa Joe. They're still going to have to reveal who was in the van and why he was kidnapped the way he was. Have him on the production truck and eat the tape. Have him eat those tapes. It never happened. I mean, I don't know if they're going to play it off on alien abduction or what, but something's going to have to explain why he was loaded into a van and taken away. And where has he been this whole time? He was in a van growing a nice beard. You should know. Something. I don't know. Anything else, Rex? Um, Raw, um, uh, you know, I guess there was like a big argument in the chat talking about whether Raw was supposed to, was, should have went the way it went tonight. I personally, I dug it. I, I, I laughed my ass off when our truth got blown up. Um, you know, I've got to tell you this. i got to tell you this. And I debate how I want to tell you this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's never a good sign but, when Trey says that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say... Um, okay, let me explain this. I am in the back bedroom, in my dad's bedroom, actually, watching on his big screen in his bedroom. And he's watching whatever dad's watching in the living room. I mean, he's flipping between, you know, Fox News and, you know, the GAC and CMT and all the video channels for country music. And then every now and then I can hear him get up and shoot. we got a pool table in the house. He's in there shooting pool, watching TV and... I never knew they switched over to, to wrestling, and I had gotten up right as soon as they went to commercial to go get something to drink, which means I had to walk through the living room where my dad was. <laughs> and my dad is a really old school. He's not really racist, but he says things that lead you to believe that he is. <laughs> and okay, let me let me stress this: this is the same man who adopted a black child into our home for about three years. So it's not like he's a serious racist. But as I'm walking through the living room, I was just shaking my head. And my dad goes, yeah, I was over to your wrestling. I see that they blew that blank up. (laughs) 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 And I went, Dad. And he goes, well, they did. And I went, well, yeah, I guess they did, but that's not the way to say it. And he goes, well, whatever. And then, of course, I just let it go, but until you brought it up, I started thinking about it. It was kind of funny. Oh, man. You know what? As random as that was, I would, I, me personally, being a black guy, I would excuse that. Because that, who saw that coming? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. And that was when I was like, wow. At that point, 
I thought to myself, wow, they really are hurting for TV time tonight. You know, they blew up our truth Now, how the hell are you going to explain that? Maybe he didn't re-sign a contract. I don't know. The ghost of our truth on SmackDown. That's right. What's up? Our <laughs> truth because he ain't come back down yet. <laughs> no shit. So, I'm sorry. I just had to share that with you guys. That's cool shit. <laughs> no problem with me at all. Alex, is there anything else, buddy? Uh, no, not really, but not not really. Everyone else is going to echo my my opinions on Swagger Taker and the Six Man for for a show that was thrown together like three hours before it went live. What what was going to happen? What were you What were you honestly going to expect? Well, like I said, I think they really should have utilized the SmackDown talent a little bit more and really tried to establish them to the Raw audience because a lot of people that watch Raw don't necessarily watch SmackDown, so it would have been a way to. To, to really help get those SmackDown guys over. Now, granted, there's a lot of guys on SmackDown that were previously on Raw. But at the same time, uh, you know, like I said, guys like Drew McIntyre or even Adolph Ziggler, who's actually evolved more into a character than the last time he was on Raw. I mean, there's a lot they could have done, and I kind of felt like it was a glorified house show tonight. Yeah, but think about it. The major players on SmackDown, Ray, Punk, Jericho, Edge, everyone knows who they are. You don't need to reintroduce these people. Right. And then, you know, and then they still have to tape for tomorrow. And then, of course, any possible house show they do during the week and then a pay-per-view. So a lot of these guys are going to be wrestling, you know, double loads this week. Well, that's that's the nature of the business. Sometimes you got to do shit. I mean. So, X, what, what made you want to call in for the first time tonight of all nights? Um, just... A weird twilight zone of like everything clicked in wrestling tonight, which was weird. And I figure, why not just break my streak and call in tonight? Well, I'm glad you did, man. I'm glad you did. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, X. I'm glad you called in tonight, buddy. All right, no problem. You guys continue having a kick-ass show. I do. I will continue to support WNL and read from Headlocks the headlines. From headlocks to headlines, from headlocks to headlines. There you go, Crowley. Don't call in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. He's already called in. <laughs> oh, thanks, X. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, no problem. <laughs> later, X. Oh, man. One man, X. Always animated. Always animated. I actually have a couple news That's stories. That's what I want. I want people that, that we know in the chat room that never call to call, man. That's why we're here. Well, exactly. No, I completely agree. I actually do have a couple news stories, uh, you know, courtesy, obviously, of uh, from Headlocks to Headlines and, and of course, Chris Kelly. Uh, one of them being, I don't know if you heard this or not. Are you still with me, Trey? Apparently not. Apparently I have lost the Trey dog. I guess he'll be calling in momentarily. Uh, I'm so, here. Oh, are you? Okay. It sounded like you dropped there for a second. But uh, no. now what we've got, uh, basically there was a story that came out today. Triple H is replacing Batista. Uh, as the lead for WWE Films' latest movie, Killing Karma. And, of course, uh, the sources are claiming that uh, Big Dave Batista is unhappy with what's going down because, you know, obviously he wanted to take some time off, retire from professional wrestling, and kind of dedicate himself to acting. I mean, we we both saw the uh, the movie that he was in with RVD, and he was pretty much the, the shining star in that one movie, uh, The Wrong, oh, yeah, side, of wrong town. side of Town. Oh, yeah, Wrong Side of Town. 
but apparently the reasoning from WWE for the replacement is that Batista has yet to sign a new deal with the company. And that's the primary motive for casting wrestlers in its movies to raise the profile of its roster. So Triple H obviously isn't going anywhere, so he represents a more surefire investment to the cause. And Triple H has been in movies before. He's done some bit parts. And, you know, I've said somewhere along the way that, you know, with Stone Cold and The Rock getting their chances and Kane got a feature film and, you know, the only two guys on that roster that uh, they did the whole John Cena run, the only two guys on that roster, I could say three now if if, if he wanted to, there's three guys on that roster that if they have the desire to do a movie, the WWE should back them with one of their films, and that's Triple H, The Undertaker, and now Randy Orton. That's interesting. I, you know, I've seen The Undertaker in movies before, you know, little bit parts. I've even seen him in some TV shows before. Um, you know, most of us, I don't know who remembers this, but back in, what, 1990 or 91, he was in the Suburban Commando movie, uh, which was the Hulk Hogan vehicle. Yeah. As one of the intergalactic bounty hunters. So, I mean... It's just ironic you bring that up because I was just sitting here thinking... If The Undertaker was to make a movie, what kind of role would he do good in? You could put him in a Dog the Bounty Hunter type role for a movie that's about something like that where he's got to go get somebody and put him back in the in the uh, the uh, biker type gimmick that he was when he was wrestling. Put him on a Harley and have him chasing down bad guys. And I guarantee it'd be a success. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I could also see him doing uh, doing some type of zombie movies. Mm-hmm. You know, where he could be like the, the devil or some shit. I mean, I, I think he'd, he'd work out perfectly for that. Yep, I agree. But I think putting him on a Harley with his hair and tattoos and he looks the part. He's believable. He is a badass. You know, put him as the American badass, but put him in a bounty hunter role where he's tracking people down every week. You could have a damn good TV show out of that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, isn't there a TV show on, I believe, that's, and I can't even think of the name of it. There actually is a, a, a TV show now that's, it's a biker gang, and I, Sons of Anarchy, that's what I'm thinking of. Sons I think of Anarchy, yeah. He would fit in perfectly with that crew. Oh, yeah, he would be a perfect bike gang leader. I mean, yeah, perfect. Hell's Angel type, yeah. You know, and I think Triple H, for what this Batista vehicle is, Triple H would will fit in and do fine. I think so. I, I just uh, I can understand Batista's frustration with the whole, you know, I thought that role was mine. Well, then, you know what? Don't be so butt hurt, Batista. Get off your big ass and sign an extension. Yeah, but I think the whole point is he doesn't want to wrestle anymore, and he was under the impression well, that they were going to give that, it to him. Make that, make that very well known when you sign the extension, that you're only doing it for the WWE movie side of the whole thing, and that you'll make bit appearances to promote the movie. You don't have to necessarily wrestle. I mean, they... They they have guys all the time on the card that take time off but still seem to be around. Work as an agent backstage until you get your contract. You know, just sign a short contract, but work as a backstage agent to fulfill it while you're making the movie. Or after you make the movie. Yeah, it's a good point. But like I said, I, I can understand his, his frustration. I mean, obviously... Yeah, I guess I can, too. I mean, he's, he's getting older, man. He's a grandpa. I mean... You know, at some point, I'm sure his body's breaking down. I mean, he's he's had how many injuries in the last five or six years? 
Yeah, but he seems to be now in a more lean state where he's probably in the best shape of his life, to be honest with you. Oh, he is. He's in the best shape of his life. And not only that, he's also got this character over better right now than he ever has his entire career. Yeah. You know, he's got this heel thing down. I mean, you look back at the other time when he was a successful wrestler for this company, uh, and that was his initial turn from Evolution as a face, where he beat Triple H at WrestleMania 21 and had a good run until they drafted him to SmackDown, and then it went to shit. Yeah, they killed him with that draft. They, But he wanted to go, from what I understand. He wanted to go and be the main man on SmackDown alongside The Undertaker and be the big baby face draw to that program. He he was all for that. It just it failed. Yeah, it failed miserably. Because, again, the curse of the World Heavyweight Championship kind of sunk in, and not too long after that, he was injured again, and they had to drop the strap. So. Oh, I do want to give a shout-out this week. A major thank you to the newest member of the Wrestling News Live staff. And that would be one Mr. Ty Brayton, who is updating the Wrestling News Live website and getting the archives up because I wasn't able to do it the last two weeks, and so he's been able to take care of it for me. So just wanted to say thank you on the air and give him a big shout-out. So there you go. You know what? I think we're going to take a, uh, a commercial break, and I've got this queued up. I'll go ahead and play this new intro that you want to kind of tease. So, uh, so we should take a we should take a poll in the chat room on whether we should use this as a new intro or not. My feelings won't be hurt either way. I actually made this intro to cater to you, the listeners, and give you what you asked for. So we'll we'll play it and we'll take a poll and then JJ can kind of give us the results or somebody in the chat room can add up the results and we'll we'll go from there. All right, well here's the intro with that set. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. The bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog. We will never use the words shit, God, Jesus, or any other racial or sexual slurs. And JJ Sexay. I did not. I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, 
Wrestling News Live. For the fans, by the fans. That's right, the franchise is back. Wrestling News Live. Are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. So a lot of people, Trey, are saying that they like it. We've got a few that uh, aren't too keen on it. We've got some that are saying we should alternate the themes, which I actually kind of like. I think that we should put together... A couple of different intros, to be quite honest. This is a good one. Maybe put together a couple other ones and just kind of alternate them every so often so it's not the same intro week in and week out. I like that idea. I like that idea. I just know for years people have said their favorite intro was the evolution theme and that they always wanted the evolution theme to come back. And I got to thinking about it. It's my favorite, so that's why I mixed this one together. No, I, I like it. Like I said, but uh, oh, actually now a lot of them are actually saying, yeah, let's do the alternate thing. So, uh, Well, hell yeah, they want to put me to work. That's right. We want to put your ass to work. It's been a while since you've uh, put anything together, man. So definitely get that ass in gear and get to work. All right, so we'll we'll put together a, a few. Did you like the mixture of the Triple H and the Evolution theme? <laughs> I did, actually. That That worked out really well. I like the fact you're using some old school DX, too. Do what? I like the fact you're using the old school DX stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that theme has a message. It does. To where we are now, as of where we were then. Well, yeah, we've. I, I would say this show has definitely evolved. So, that was my entire goal, was the message in the theme. But, yeah, I like the alternate themes idea. I'll just come up with a couple more and we'll roast them. No, we'll do that. Well, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and take a quick break, uh, and then we'll come back, take some more calls, and kind of wrap things up. And, uh, man, it's been a good show tonight so far. Busy, busy, busy. We'll take a break. We'll come back, take some more phone calls. So get your thoughts together. If you want to call in after the break, we'll be your chance. That's right. Stay tuned right here, Wrestling News Live, SundayNightShowdown.com. Mr. Ostuck Production, CJ Bowman of the Headlocks Lounge, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live with the Trade Dog and Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, only on SundayNightShowdown.com.
are meant to be extreme. WWE Extreme Rules. Countouts keep counting. Disqualifications, not even if you beg. If anything goes. WWE Extreme Rules, live Sunday, April 25th, only on pay-per-view. WWE meets reality TV. News Live fans. This is Rick from CartageCrew.net, your People's Choice Show of the Year. I'm encouraging you to come listen to us this Tuesday, 8 p.m. on CartageCrew.net and ding on SundayNightShowdown.com. Once again, you can hear us right here at SundayNightShowdown.com and as always at www.CartageCrew.net. And welcome back to the Trade Dog and JJ. Bring it back, Wrestling News Live, for free on the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on planet Jared right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. ShopTNA.com today for hundreds of official TNA wrestling items, music, clothing, autographs, and unique memorabilia, plus exclusive access to Don West's insane deals, DVD blowouts, pay-per-view commemoratives, limited edition items, and much more. ShopTNA.com, your one-stop shop for everything TNA wrestling. Go to ShopTNA.com now for the latest deals. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. One, two, this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. This is Flair 16 Time. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host, JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live. Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexy, and of course, the Trade Dog. Oh. Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? I think they're here. 
Wolf, Wolf. I, I, I won't get to see them, but I know they're out there. Well, maybe next week, you know, you'll be around where you can see some of these dogs. And... Dude, I cannot wait to be back. It sounds like we're in the studio together, and I'm monitoring the chat room and hanging out with my peeps, my dogs. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, like a rebirth. But, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, we could have just mailed it in, and I could have taken some time off and let J.J. do this by himself. But you know what? That's not how we roll. We wanted to be fair. And I know it doesn't sound as great, but you know what? At least we've had some damn good shows the last few weeks. That's true. We absolutely, you know, we, we've we've done really well since we uh, re-debuted Wrestling News Live. So I can't complain. The numbers don't lie, people. <laughs> the numbers do not lie. It's like that new Obama joke that told me this morning. Obama goes down to Texas to try to get the Texans to go his way on Obamacare, and he's giving a speech, and he finds out that he's in the hometown of George W. Bush. So he starts making fun of Texans and talking with a real southern draw and kind of being an asshole. And he starts swatting the air in front of his face. And this one old boy starts laughing. He goes, what are you laughing at? And he goes, you, sir, waving your hand in front of your face at them flies. And he said, yeah, by the way, what kind of flies are these? And he goes, then they're circle flies. And he goes, circle flies? He said, yeah, they usually circle around the ass end of the horse. And Obama says, are you calling me a horse's ass? Oh, no, sir, I have too much respect for the presidential position and way too much respect for the people of the United States and their vote to put you in that position. I would never do that, sir. Then he goes back to making fun of Texans, and this old boy leans over to the guy next to him and he goes, I wouldn't call him a horse's ass, but the flies don't fly. <laughs> Nice. I just wonder how many people that voted for Obama now are living with their shit in underwear. Well, you know what? It's not one of those problems I have, obviously. I wouldn't have voted for the motherfucker, but... Not that I want to bring up a whole lot of politics on Wrestling News Live, but, you know, it's pretty sad when they're already projecting you to be a loser by so many people that yet to name the person you're running against. That's that's, that's a good pretty point. bad. No, that that is that is pretty bad. Uh, we actually do have a caller on the line, Trey. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Hello, hello. Take a guess who this is, motherfuckers. I we have to say, Mike. <laughs> that's right. How you doing, redneck boy? I'm all right. You big Australian dipshit. <laughs> With any luck, uh, we won't love. have any stream crashes now that Mace has joined the program. That's right. Yeah. Mace, Mace has screwed up for everybody. The party's over. Oh, come on, man. Haven't I gotten enough heat tonight? No. So I ran into a similar... I thought of you the other day, Mace. This is a true story. My neighbor came over and picked me up. We went into town, and when I say we went into town, it's about a 10, 15-minute drive. And uh, we went to AT&T to see about getting Internet out here in the hills. And he said, the best thing you could do is get one of those plug-in adapters that go into your USB thing that 
He goes, the one thing that sucks is you only get, like, five meg. And I was like, what do you mean five meg? He goes, well, you're only allowed five meg usage, and then it shuts off. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. He was like, so don't surf anything that has videos. Don't go to YouTube. Don't go to Justin TV. Don't go to MLB.com. And don't download things. And I was like, well, what else is there? Shit. <laughs> you take away my porn, my baseball, and Justin TV and YouTube. What the hell is there? And then I felt sorry for you. <laughs> man, that sounds like an even worse deal than what I've got, man. You know what? What do you have? Uh, we're running off 60 gig a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know what? We've got a quote of the night in the chat room. i got to give credit to Randy McWilliams. Mace breaks up more streams than Lita breaks relationships. Ouch! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh. That's shit, pretty dude, brutal, I dude. Thought I, I thought Omega was bad on our show, man. <laughs> He's usually the one who comes up with the Lita jokes. Nice. Make all the least jokes you want. If that big titty bitch was standing in front of me wanting me to go down on her, I'd be the first one to dive in. Hopefully with a hazmat suit, man. No shit. Well, see, that's what I don't understand. Because she played the role of a hooker on, on basically on television, that means she's a skank in real life? I've heard stories from the ECW locker room when she was Miss Congeniality, so... Uh... Not a, not entirely all storyline stuff there, Trey, but I can neither confirm nor deny those years rumors. Old. I'm about to turn 35. What girl that I would be with hasn't had a few dicks stuck in her? Well, that's a good point at this point in your life. You know, I mean, as you get older, that's just kind of the way it goes. You know, now we're not talking Sable. I mean, Sable, she had so many stuck in her that if they were sticking out of her, she'd look like a porcupine. Wow. We're talking about Lita. <laughs> Hey, right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember, unless you guys have talked about this when I was away grabbing lunch for about five minutes, what are we thinking Rob Van Dam is the new effing champ? I, like I, 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 I don't know how J.J. feels, but I'm, I'm, I'm 100% cool with him being the champ. I like A.J. Styles, don't get me wrong, but I think for what they're trying to do as a company right now, putting the belt on a guy who's got a cult following and a reputation and is very well known in the United States and abroad will do nothing but help TNA in the long run. Don't get me wrong. A.J. Styles is a great champ. He is Mr. TNA. That is the house that A.J. built. But... When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, more people know, more people are aware of who Rob Van Dam is than they are of AJ Styles. Well, I, I want to see AJ with Flair now in the chaser role as opposed to the championship role. And, and I think that's exactly what we're going to see. I personally have no problem with Rob Van Dam being the champion. You look at the uh, the run he had in 2006; he would have had probably a longer run as the WWE champion if he hadn't been, you know, uh, speeding down the highway, smoking some weed and, and doing some drugs with Sabu. And ultimately that cost him his uh, championship run. So it's nice to see, especially after the last 24 hours, the man worked his ass off last night at lockdown. He worked two matches tonight, and I kind of feel like he deserves it. And let's face it, when Hogan uh, kept trying to negotiate a deal with him, Let's face it, he obviously had some type of uh, world title run 
in this contract they signed him to, and, and good for him. He deserves it. He's a he's a good talent. He does have a cult fo- uh, following, as Trey had just said, and I think it is good for TNA. And if you look at the statistics, you know they can say this is a guy that's been the ECW champion, the WWE champion, and now the TNA champion. You don't really have anybody else on that roster that can make that claim. Right. Yeah. Well, then you got to also look at the fact of. Just look at RVD's past 24 hours. He's wrestled four matches total in 24 hours. It's, this belt's has got to be a reward for him for pulling the extra out of his ass. Agreed. He, he really was, in my opinion, one of the MVPs of, uh, of last night's pay-per-view. And really, the MVP for tonight, I really thought. Well, they don't call him the whole effing show for nothing. No doubt. Well, it's good for, it's good for the fact that you know, Taz brought it up tonight, and they introduced him tonight as Mr. Monday Night. They're trying to push Monday Night, Monday Night, Monday Night. Well, what better than Mr. Monday Night being your champion? Why call him Mr. Monday Night if he doesn't have the belt, you know? Mr. Monday Night, what have you done since you've been here, Mr. Monday Night? Nothing. All right, then why Mr. Monday Night? Why not Mr. Tuesday Night or Mr. Wednesday Night, you know? So, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And, again, this is a guy who is well-known in the wrestling business and is another guy that if you really, like J.J. just mentioned, another guy, if you think about it and you really want to break things down, another guy the WWE built up to the point that finally they had to put a belt on him because of his popularity with the fans because they booked him so well as being a future champion that when he became the champion... It was very short-lived, and he was gone. Just like Jeff Hardy, and just like the plans they had for Mr. Anderson until he got hurt. Every time they got ready to push Mr. Anderson, he got hurt. You know, until his final comeback, which they fired him. But they had big plans for that guy several times. You know? So it's just another guy that the WWE engine has spit out with a lot of tread left on the tires, and at the height of their popularity. I mean, say what you want about Rob Van Dam and his ECW days. Say what you want about Rob Van Dam and the WWE before he was a champion. The height of Rob Van Dam's career was when he was WWE champion, and that didn't last very long at all, and he was gone. So Hulk Hogan did the right thing by capitalizing on that and bringing him in. Absolutely. You make a good point in regards to Anderson. Uh, let's not forget that he was supposed to be involved in a very high-profile angle that they had uh, on Raw that ended up going to, uh, to Hornswoggle. I mean, he was, right. he was supposed to be the, uh, the illegitimate son of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And then he made all those stupid remarks about not doing steroids, and then he got caught you know, doing the drug test and failing. And, you know, again, he, he stuck his foot in his mouth. He wasn't injured that time. And he got suspended and, and had to suffer the consequences, and instead they gave it to fucking Hornswoggle. Who knows what would have happened if Anderson would have ran as the illegitimate son of Kennedy, McMahon. Probably would have yeah, up like, lots, like his old man. You know. Um, what were your thoughts on Rob Van Dam as champ, Mace? Well, like I said, you know, the guy's busting his ass. He's getting people excited about watching the show, so why not make him the champion? Like you said, he's got name recognition. You know, I, still think, I still think the biggest problem with TNA, and let me reiterate for the TNA 
people in the TNA office that listen to this show, don't think that I'm dogging you guys by any stretch by saying that you guys hit a home run grand slam tonight and that the WWE can throw out, throw out a house show and still outdraw you ratings-wise. That's not a slap in your face. That's just the way it is right now, and it's a shame. It's a sad, sad thing. I wish that, you know, I, I, I really do wish that we were at a time and place where the better show would draw the better numbers, but we're not there yet. Hopefully someday we will be, but we're not there yet. We're far from it with the way the ratings have been lately, and that's why I say what I say. I was very, very proud to call myself a TNA fan tonight. My only problem with TNA right now is their lack of publicity outside of Spike Television. You know, now that you've got the belt on RVD, start paying for some commercials on other networks besides your own to let people out there that might not watch Spike, because there's a lot of people out there that don't watch Spike TV that have it, advertise that Rob Van Dam is your champion. Advertise that, you know, he was a part of Team Hogan. Get that out there. Make people go, wow, I'm going to have to check that out. One of my favorite former wrestlers is a champion on this new company. Let's give it a shot and see what it's like. Don't just advertise on Spike. People that watch Spike religiously are already watching Impact. You want the people that are watching other networks that have no idea it's on or where it's at or what it is. That's absolutely correct. And if I could reiterate a point, too, I think what they did tonight, like they had a solid show, the way it was booked, but actually having, when when uh, AJ retained that title last night, I kind of had a feeling with the situation that was going on uh, with the WWE that they were going to pull something big out. Uh, and I've been saying this for a while, that AJ needs to lose that title. Well, they didn't give it to the Pope, but when I heard that they were putting him against a former world champion tonight, and they had Hardy and Van Dam have that match tonight, I kind of figured something was up. And really, it was a good move to do a title change on free television tonight. I mean, that was the best move that they had at in their arsenal. And I right, and it's just like it's like the WWE back in the day when they had a title change on a house show. It was so people would start going to house shows thinking that anything was possible. That's exactly why they needed to do that on TNA, was to show its true diehard fans, hey, we're not going to make you pay for everything. We're going to do things that surprise you on free TV, so don't miss a week. It was a good way to go. That's the nitro. Well, and and if you look at the dynamic, a lot of the people that ran Nitro are now in charge running TNA. Right, right. And, you know, to me... WWE doesn't have to necessarily keep it on TNA to see what it's doing. But if TNA is serious about this Monday Night War, they've got to plan ahead and try to figure out what the WWE monster is going to do and try to top it every week. It'd be like, it'd be like that, 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 that show where I believe it was Wrestle, was it WrestleMania or what? I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't get the correct pay-per-view. But you didn't expect, uh, Undertaker and John Cena to go out and steal the show, and they did. You know, they went out and had a hell of a match. And they weren't supposed to be the showstoppers that night, and they ended up putting on the best match of the night. It's one of those deals where, you know, TNA is a, a, a an undercard match, and they have to say, okay, tonight's main event is this. Let's go out there tonight and make the main event look stupid by doing so much better than they're going to do tonight later on. 
And that's what TNA has to continue to try to do somehow, some way. Yeah, they they need to do some long term. You know, they they send out these big shots every now and again, and they seem to hit right on the mark. But when it comes down to carrying it over long periods of time, that's where they're starting to fumble the ball. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, so anyway, guys, I'm I'm gonna jump off and let you guys take more calls. But I'm gonna put this message out to all the people at SCW. The Arsehole Australian is your hardcore champion. Anytime, anywhere, come get it, bitches. Come get your wick split. I'm out. <laughs> the 24-7 hardcore champion, making his return to the Fed. That's right. Mace is the hardcore champion. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this today, Trey, but uh, apparently Jim Ross had sent a tweet to Taz talking about last night and said he, he did a great job and he should be proud of the effort that he put out and... Uh, Basically said something about creative, and then said that uh, Mike Tanay basically lacks the instincts, but he tries. It was quickly taken down, but unfortunately it was a little too late. It had already gone out there on Twitter, and uh, of course a lot of the uh, wrestling news sites have already picked that up and posted it everywhere. So a little embarrassment brought on Jr. Unfortunately, and you know it didn't seem to me like he was really insulting Mike Tanay as it is being made out to be. I think he was given some constructive criticism. Right, right. And you know what? He's a Hall of Famer. He has that right. Absolutely he does. You know, he is, by many people's, you know, opinion, the best commentator in wrestling ever. And for him to come out there and compliment Taz shows me, one, he was watching the TNA pay-per-view. Why? If he's such a WWE guy and isn't going nowhere... Why was he watching the TNA pay-per-view? I agree. And people are going to say, oh, well, he's a fan of wrestling. No bullshit. That's like saying the guy at Burger King grilling hamburgers for eight hours wants to go home and have a barbecue at his house. True. I, I believe we you have... You know, Jim Ross, Jim Ross isn't out there searching for wrestling to watch because he's such a fan. No. No. He I was see. watching TNA for a reason. Well, you know, and the rumors are he's pretty much, you know, supposedly... Are you still there, Trey? Okay, I've lost the Trey dog, so I guess I'll have to call back in. Incredible. you got to love it. It's it's Mace's fault, you know. That's totally what it was. Mace came on the stream and totally killed my Skype, but that's fine. Uh, No, I mean, Trey makes a good point. As far as JR is concerned, I mean, there are are rumors right now that he is completely done uh, with the WWE. Now... I don't. I can't confirm or deny that he's done with uh, with World Wrestling Entertainment. But if he is, I know that TNA would love to to pick him back up. Trey, are you with me? Uh, okay. I don't know what happened there, but uh, we were just talking about you know Jr. possibly being done with uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, and I know TNA is active in trying to to sign him. I, at this point, I don't even think that he's interested in going anywhere else. So. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, it's just like a wrestler. That schedule fits his lifestyle so nice that it'd be hard to turn down a good contract offer. Um, I mean, he's like Hogan and Flair and some of these other guys. He's already been inducted into the Hall of Fame. They can't take that away from him. And if he really wants to say he's been everywhere and done everything that there is to do in the wrestling business, this is another challenge, another feather in his cap, just like the Dudley boys going over there to get the tag team titles. You know, 
he's been everywhere. He's been in every you know major promotion except TNA. This would be a good one for him to get involved in. And a three-man announce team would work perfect between the three of them because today and JR have worked together before. Plus, today has been a third wheel on the announce team, and there's no no better duo, I think, than, than Taz and JR. We've seen that in a few episodes where they were together, you know. Um, by the same token, how how loyal is he at his age and state to the WWE and, and, and what they've done for him in his life? I mean, there is that question. So, I mean, who knows? But money talks, and never say never. I wouldn't be surprised to see JR there. Um, I was really shocked to hear Mike today, or not Mike today, but Michael Cole say tonight, you know, something about the draft is coming up, and the King made a comment, and he said, we may lose John Cena. We could lose Triple H. But they might lose you. That's true. You know, so the way he was acting was implementing to me that the announcers are safe, you know. And I thought, you know, if you're going to bring Jr. back, what a great way to do it than make him a raw draft pick. Well, I mean, that's an idea. We actually do have a caller on the line. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Well, it happens to be the sci-fi geek himself after bitching about last week's thing, <laughs> William Walkie Walker. Wee. What's up, Walkie? <laughs> Not much, gentlemen. Not much, gentlemen. Uh, how you guys doing? I'm good. Doing well. That's good. That's good. Congratulations, Trey, on uh, getting that getting that job. I, I think that's cool thank for you. you. So I'll just give that off to you. you. Uh, Hopefully, I don't screw it all up. Well, yeah, I think you'll do fine. Yeah. Fingers, oh. my fingers are crossed. We'll see. Yeah, you can say that again. Um, tonight, I, I would have to agree with you guys about, you guys have thought about Raw and Impact. I thought Raw was extremely a house show, but I kind of give it a pass due to the circumstances with uh, what's going on in Europe and all the things that are going on. And, I mean, heck, my, my brother-in-law is visiting Europe right now, and so it kind of has a connection over here where I live. So I, I kind of give that a pass. To, for, due to the circumstances about that, but I think that impact. I'll be honest with you guys. I was kind of I've been I've been down on the product for the main reasons about the really not in ring product or the actual product direction itself, but really the loudmouths that Twitter by the name of Dixie Carter and Eric Bischoff. Did you guys happen to see the Twitter or Facebook that Eric Bischoff made about the internet wrestling community? Well, he kind of, I, I, I would read it to you on my, off my iPhone, but he kind of basically agreed with somebody said, basically down in the internet wrestling community, saying it's only like a, a graphic or a fragment of the wrestling, the actual wrestling community, that, that kind of took me by surprise, and I kind of responded to him by say, basically saying that the internet wrestling community is more than, what did you think, and right now it's basically the only viewers that watch Impact. And... And the other thing with Dixie Carter, it always seems to bother me, even the famous comments that she made during the week and when Shawn Michaels retired. It just seems like to me that those two people just... Those two people opening their mouth and Eric Bischoff making the comment involving Jim Cornette and his legal ordeals and all that. And 
to me, it just, they just need to shut up, in my opinion. And well, this guy's like, played to Twitter. It's, it's, it's a thing where you gotta, you got to pick your battles, and you got to learn where to, to, you know, take your shots. Um, you know, I'm the last guy on the, you know, I'm the last guy on the planet that could con- condemn somebody for saying something on the internet about somebody else. But, you know, Dixie does it from a, uh, I want to put sugar on top of everything spin, you know, no matter how bad it is, there's something positive. And I get that. And what she said about Shawn Michaels, you know, about, thank God he could only retire once. Well, she's right. I mean, you could have put anything on TNA that night. You could have had the beautiful people wrestle naked, and it wouldn't have mattered. People were going to watch Shawn's farewell. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So I don't mind her saying that he can only retire once, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a, it's not a slap in the face, it's kind of a congratulations. You know, thank God you're retired because we sure are glad that we don't have to compete with you. That's basically what she's saying. So I don't condemn her for that. Bischoff and Cornette, that's what I'm saying. You can pick your battles, pick your spots. You know, they're grown-ass men. They can do whatever they want. Um, but Bischoff is the last person that should, you know, condemn the Internet wrestling community because right now that's his fan base, number one. Number two... If you didn't believe in the power of the internet wrestling community, you wouldn't be taking shots at Jim Cornette on the internet. Absolutely. Point because in your example, opinion, they'd be falling on deaf ears. Boys, Kate, example, uh, 2005, when you guessed uh, Kid Cash? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I mean, a Boy Kate's example. Yeah, people listen, and people in high places listen. I mean, I was I was with I was with JFK one night in Nashville, and uh, I was literally surprised at how many wrestlers quoted me or were close to quoting me on things that I'd said about them, <laughs> you know. And Dixie Carter herself and her husband, you know had said had said basically they they thanked me and JSK for some of the things we'd said and basically quoted us. So I know people in high places listen to these shows. Yeah. You know, so nobody in the business can, can especially on the T and A side of things, I won't I won't I know that the WWE listens because I've I just, let's just say I know that they listen, and I know people in the company who listen. I know who they are, and some of them are in very high places. And but I can't speak the majority of that company, but I can speak for the entire TNA community, entire TNA company, when I know that they do listen in some form or fashion. Right. Now, have things changed with the Hogan Bischoff regime on that? that regard, maybe, because I haven't been around the company since they took over. You know, I don't talk to any people inside that locker room since they took over. Right. But, you know, I I would say it's safe to say that the people that are still there and the positions they're still in still listen. Well, it's a given. It's a given right there. And, you know, I I, I bitch about it because the only thing is, like you said, and it's like I said, 
right now, this community, the re- the internet wrestling community, is their ratings grabber right now. And you said it earlier, Trey, and I totally agree with you, is that right now they need to go out and promote their promote the product. I mean, tonight, tonight I thought was a great night for them. I thought that RVD is a worthy champion that I think that after six or seven months that AJ has had that belt, it's time for him to give it to give it to someone else, and RVD is the is actually the correct guy to do it. And right, right now, they need to go out and to really promote this product and just say, "Hey, WWE is out there, the big juggernaut, the big oh good lord, I'm thinking of a biblical term, but I can't remember, I can't think right now. A big, a big juggernaut out there, and here's and here's TNA. Here's TNA. Watch us. They need to go out and do that, and I totally agree with Trey on that." Tonight was a great night, and I think it, and they got to capitalize on it. Well, my, my, my theory is this, and I was going to say this last week, and I think I got sidetracked, but, you know, what's, uh, what kind of show would you say Two and a Half Men is? A sitcom? Yeah. Okay. What about How I Met Your Mother? A sitcom. Neither one of those shows are saying you can't watch the other. They just prefer that you watch theirs. Right. Or give theirs a chance. And the problem TNA has in a lot of places is they make you feel like you've got to choose. They need to quit that. I agree. 100%. They need to come out and say, they need to come out and say, hey, we understand that you're used to watching this product, and they're still a very good. They're still a very good product, and the biggest show in town. But if you get a chance, and you don't like what you see, give us a shot. But what scares me is how good tonight was. It's like the old question: If a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around, does anybody hear it? Well, if a good wrestling show is on TV and nobody watches, does anybody give a shit? Yeah. True. Does anybody know? No, they don't. I hate to. I would hate to think that they put on this wonderful show tonight. That by you know a grading standpoint, I give an A A plus, and nobody saw it because they were watching the WWE. Because nobody outside of the people that watch Spike TV know that TNA even exists. I mean, think about it. There are people out there, and Eric Bischoff has a point to an, to an extent. My old co-host and I used to argue about this all the time. But there are people out there that don't necessarily check the Internet on a daily basis and enjoy wrestling. They are out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, and I'll tell you this much. I have witnessed it myself. I've lived it myself this month. I am in an area of the world right now that is the Bible Belt of professional wrestling. Your southern states, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, your southern states down the border, you know, even up in the North Carolina and Carolinas and stuff like that. There are places in these states that are out in the country, out in the woods, 
redneck people that watch wrestling on a regular basis like it's going to church. Right. The Internet isn't everywhere. I can't get the – there's no carrier that works at my dad's place up here in the mountains where he lives. There is not a single Internet provider that works out here. Not one. I have called them all and tried them all, and not one of them works out here. But that doesn't mean these people out here don't still watch professional wrestling. You know, so if those people that don't get on the Internet and don't know anything about, you know, WrestleNews.com, wrestling this, and headlocks, headlocks, these people that don't do these news sites every day religiously like you and I do, you know, that's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I get online, I check my email, and then I go, you know, to, to my wrestling news sites, and, and, and check and see what's being out there, what's being said, who's hurt, who's not, who's doing this, who's doing that. But these people out here that don't have that luxury, what if they don't watch Spike TV? If they don't watch Spike TV, they know absolutely nothing about the TNA product. There you go. That's a good point. I mean, can, can, you, tell me another, can you tell me another venue... The the TNA advertises on other than Spike TV. No, other than seeing the uh, other than other than promoting their stuff at WWE TV, there's really not much. I mean, every once in a while you'll see a in demand pay per view ad, but that's about it. Yeah. So that's where they're that's where they're hurting themselves, man. Yep, true that. Yeah, I agree. So, Walkie, is there anything else you want to bring up real quick? No, I, I just wanted to come over and really to, just embrace, uh, not embrace, expand more on what you guys were talking about. I think, you know, tonight, I, I wouldn't call it a weird night, but I thought it was kind of a, I kind of really a game for TNA, much more games to do, and really, to me, the one thing that TNA doesn't have to do right now is to really, there, there is a Monday Night War out there, but to me, they don't need to really acknowledge it as much. They got to really, really grow this product, really grow this product, and then when the time is right, the time is right, they go after the WWE. Right now, to me, it's, it's the beginning stages. Really, it's really the 1995 stages of the Monday Night War. They, they got to grow the well, product before they take a stab at the WWE. And so that's really. I'll agree with that 100%, but like I said before, you know, they need to worry about the grass on their yard before they start looking over the fence. The problem is it's too late. They've already busted the fence down and jumped in the neighbor's yard. You know, so I will agree with that statement, but, I mean, to to put it in perspective, if tonight was a seven-game series, TNA would be ahead one to nothing. Unfortunately, it's not. Right. So the problem is, is when you usually hear somebody use the phrase baby steps, take your time, don't jump in with both feet. TNA didn't listen, and they jumped in with both feet. And now they're in the pool trying to dog paddle on the deep end. So they're in there. They gotta fight now, or they die. Because even with their lack of promotion, 
just the internet wrestling community itself, I think, would take a big shit and, and kill TNA if they sucked it up and said, you know what? You know, like back, back when they had the brand split in the WWE, those of us in the internet wrestling community on, on wrestling radio, we all said, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a few months down the line after the brand split and even years after the brand split. We said, you know, it's still not too late for Vince to come out and say he made a mistake and, 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 and end the brand split. Well, that's because Vince McMahon had, had put a, a decent enough product out for a number of, top number of years. He, he, he earned the right to come out and say, I made a mistake if he so choose to do so. TNA hasn't earned that right. And if they were to come out now and say, hey, look, we made a mistake. We picked the fight with the wrong guy. We chose the wrong night. We're going back to Thursdays. They'd kill themselves. I mean, the hardcore watcher like myself would say, that's cool. I don't care what night you're on. I'm going to watch. But there's a lot of people that wouldn't follow. And it would just be like WWE putting out a cigarette. True that. I have to agree with that. Interesting statement there, uh, Trey. (laughs) It's sad but true. I mean, nobody in the Internet wrestling community wants them to succeed more than me. To my knowledge. I can't think of anybody out there in the Internet wrestling community that's gone to bat for this company more than I have. I can agree with that. Listening to this show for over five years, I can agree with you on that, Trey. You've done, you've done all you can for the company. I will agree with that. Yeah. So I mean, nobody wants them to succeed more than me, and I, I see them. That's why tonight, when they do things like they did tonight, I'm so proud to be a TNA fan. You know, but the problem is they don't follow through. They don't have the best track record with following through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, like if every day I promised you a quarter and gave you a dime, after about two or three weeks, you'd say, look, dude, fuck you. I want a quarter or I don't want anything at all. And that's the problem with TNA is they give you that quarter, they give you that, that, that big shot tonight, but it's not about what you did tonight. Yeah, great, I'm proud of you, good job. It's about what you're going to do tomorrow night that we get to watch next week and whether or not you follow through with it and then give us two weeks of solid programming, which turns into three weeks of solid programming, which turns into a month of solid programming, which really makes me want to buy your pay-per-view. Yeah. I, if you I, give me one good week, two weeks that are shit, and a decent go-home show, what have you done for me? Nothing. No, that's a good point. Walkie, anything else, buddy? Uh, no, that's about it. But I'm going to leave you guys on this note. I've been meaning to say this on this show the past couple of calls I caught in, but I, I forgot to say this, but I've been, I've been keeping tabs and watching the Showdown Championship Wrestling and you know, I should probably get some dibs into this, but uh, a little message to Mr. Mikey, Mikey Mike, Mikey Fat something Siciliano. <laughs> you know, I can compare the trade dog to Stone Cold. You screw with him, he's going to come over and get you. Knowing the trade dog, uh, pretty soon or later, he'll be a new champion. So uh, stay back. Just watch out, Siciliano, and uh, I'm going to leave you guys on that. So I'm out. Wee-hee.
All right, thanks, Walkie. Uh, I do believe we actually have one last caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Hi, this is John. Uh, I attended Raw tonight, and I thought it was, quite honestly, a horrible show. Um, they could have better used Triple H. You know, after, after the end of Raw, they had uh, they had a dark match between Taker and Triple H, which became a big brawl between all the SmackDown superstars. They could have done that in the beginning, had Triple H against uh, Undertaker as like a revenge for uh, Shawn Michaels, but that was probably not in the works. Um, the, the whole entire like show, it was just like dragged on entirely long. Like the commercial breaks in between the show, uh, the matches were pretty long, like maybe three, four minutes at most. And most of the matches weren't like high quality, like good quality. Like the Drew McIntyre Hardy match went like was pretty cool, uh, quick. Um, the Taker Swagger match was actually pretty good. I liked it myself, but a lot of the fans around me were like, "This is boring stuff," and just like pretty much falling asleep during it. But for the amount of time WWE had, they could have done a little bit better. They had about two days to do it. They could have thought of something better to do, like integrating Triple H and Undertaker. Um, they could also maybe use Jericho in a different manner than using him with CM Punk and the uh, Straight Edge Society. But all in all, it, was, it wasn't that great of a show. I expected a little bit more. Like The opening segment between Triple H and CM Punk was pretty good. It was giving a little bit of like... My, raising my expectations from nothing to a little bit, but other than that, it wasn't really good at all. Um, well, I would like to know what your opinion was about that. John, where are you calling from, buddy? I'm calling from New Jersey. All right. Um, thanks for calling in. I, I would have to say that I agree with you and something that I wanted to say last week and didn't get out was why is Triple H not trying to avenge Sean and, and at least, you know, doing something, um, especially on a night tonight when you know you're going to have to pull the Undertaker out of mothballs, as he was alluded to earlier. Um, they could have done something there where, you know, Triple H comes out, cuts a promo, Undertaker's music hits, but he never shows up. Just right. as a way of poking it in the face of Triple H, hey, I took your buddy out. You could have spent the entire night with Triple H looking for the Undertaker, you know, and then finally finding him and having some kind of a, a backstage brawl that spills out into the ring. Uh, that would have been one yeah. way to go to keep to keep the suspense going throughout the night so there's a common thread throughout the show. That was the problem tonight was there was just no common thread. There was no, hey, coming up tonight we're going to have this match. I mean, yeah, we had the tease of the main event with a six-man tag, but still I don't think anybody was jumping out of their seat for it. Um, now, nobody, nobody was jumping out of their seats for it. To me, it was just, you know, and I'm giving them a passing card tonight. I'm giving them, you know, the, the get-out-of-jail-free card because of the situation they're in with their superstars being stranded over in the U.K. I'm letting them get off with, you know, hey, you did the best you could, I guess, with what you had. But by the same token, they didn't really do the best they did with what they had. And they probably did have a couple days to prepare a better show, and they just didn't. I mean, you got CM Punk and Rey Mysterio on the same card tonight. And it's supposed to be your go-home show, use them. You know, put them in there against each other. Have them do something besides run in and cut hair and just do a little stint in the six-man tag. You know? Yeah, it, you got you to promote that pay-per-view. you got to use what you got. 
Right, but like the the dark match, like it was like Triple H just came up to take her. It's like uh, with the two last originals, like from the Attitude Era and from the original like WWF. But like they didn't integrate at all into the show, which would have been great because that would have brought in like people that watching TNA be like, oh wow, Taker versus uh, Triple H, Triple H is avenging, avenging Shawn Michaels' loss. That would have brought so many more viewers away from TNA and into WWE, which would give WWE higher like possible rating. But yeah, even though even though you had a hell of a even though you had a hell of a main event over on TNA, you're right. Triple H Undertaker, as as locked in as I was, would have made even me switch back and forth. Right, and also the guest host for Raw was horrible. McGruber, it was just like it, it was like just like slapstick comedy that never hit. Like the explosions weren't funny. Um, him pissing his pants wasn't funny. It was just like an all around bad show. They could have better used him, but. What can, what can you really do? Like, it, it, it's just like the Kozlov situation with him. It wasn't funny. Like, people were just sitting there like, are we supposed to be laughing at this? Or, it, like, what? It was just bad. Like, after the first match, like, it was one, we had one match within an hour, and everybody was chanting for refunds, and then they announced they're giving refunds. But it, it felt like we were robbed for our money going there. Like, they could have really put on a better show than what they did. They had a lot of resources there. They had a lot of young superstars. They could have, like, integrated them more. Like Dolph Ziggler and um, just a couple others. They could also use the NXT rookies too. But I was going to say they could have used some of the NXT guys if the NXT guys were available. Well, but, you know, and as, as far as the whole McGruber, as far as the whole McGruber thing, I mean, like that's not even a funny skit on SNL. The fact that they're even making yeah. a movie about McGruber to me is ridiculous. But I'm looking forward to next week because there are no guest hosts for this fucking draft. Thank you, God. Oh, I hope not. Uh, but the Wayne Brady one's going to be horrible. But so they could have they could have brought in NXT rookies and had them like go against one another or go against like a higher superstar like Chris Jericho again. Like have uh, Brian Danielson versus Jericho in a rematch of the first NXT show. But they didn't they didn't use Jericho at all. They brought him in with like forty five minutes left in the show. He just talked to um, Will Forte and then went on and had his match and it was. He, he barely did anything in that match. It was just mainly focused on uh, putting, like, five matches in and dragging them on as long as possible to fill in the space. Yep, I had to agree with you. I mean, like I said, normally I'd rip this show apart, but I'm going to actually be nice and give them to get out of jail free card this one show because of the situation they're in. But you're out of Yeah, I'm also trying to, like... Um, I'm wondering what they're going to do now with Bret Hart, uh, also with The Miz, because they can't obviously carry on the storyline now because it was probably going to have a match at Extreme Rules, but they can't do that now because there's no storyline going into Raw. So I don't know what they're going to do with him since his contract was actually up almost a month ago now. So what, what do you think they're going to possibly do with Bret Hart and the Hart Dynasty and Miz, uh, and, Miz and uh, Big Show? Well, I kind of thought that you know, once he made the, the the connection with the Hart Dynasty and they came in and made the saves and, you know, they did all that and, you know, I thought they'd be done with it and Brent went right away into the sunset. But then I was told that he still got some more show dates scheduled, so who knows? I mean, uh, Vince is gone, so, so what's he there to feud with? I think they're just dragging out something that should be that shouldn't be drug out. I mean, he gave him a rub. He brought him out there. They represented him as a part of his family at WrestleMania. You know, 
not only that, but that they were out there the next night on Raw, let it go and let that be the end of it. But they're going to, I don't know, they're going to continue on, I don't know. They could also keep Brett, like, behind the scenes, help mentoring the, the NXT rookies and also helping the younger superstars and showing them how they're supposed to act on the road, not act like how uh, Helms and Jericho are acting. They go, he can, like, be a mentor for the rest of them, like Stone Cold would, was supposed to be, but he declined it. But I was, also, I was hearing from this guy that was right behind me. He said Bret Hart signed until October, actually, for WWE for creative purposes. Saying that he's going to help with the heart, uh, heart giving them a push for um, the unified tag team titles. But I, I think the idea of him having being a mentor to the younger superstars would be a good idea, since they don't have that many superstars back from when WWE was an actual good product. Like they're still a good product, but they're not what they once were. Right. You know what? I, well, I, 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 the, problem, the problem with the WWE is right now, man, they've just painted themselves into a corner because they got so many injured superstars. They're doing the best of what they got, unfortunately. Right, and now they went to the PG rating, and TNA is going to grab more of the hardcore wrestling fans away from WWE eventually. Right. So, I agree. Not so, a smart move. No, I was yeah, just—I was so, just going to say, guys. Yeah, and they're going to bring a lot more kids into it, which was, which might, might not be the greatest thing, but it's also going to grab household ratings. So. I was going to say That's real true. quick, you were talking about the whole Bret Hart thing. Uh, I think he's on a, a night-to-night contract right now. His, his official contract they had signed, I believe, is officially up. But it looks like they're probably trying to keep him around. And I agree with you 100. percent I think having him around, uh, helping out the next generation of wrestling stars, would be great because if you look. At today's stars, they could benefit from a guy like Bret Hart. I mean, I went and picked up the uh, the Hart DVD, the anthology, this past weekend, and watched a couple matches on it, and it it made me very nostalgic because we don't really see wrestling anymore. And I'm not a big Bret Hart fan, mind you, but there's definitely a difference from what we used to see uh, to what we see now, and the psychology I think is missing. And I think Bret is one of those guys that was always a storyteller in the ring, and I think that. He can help a lot of the future guys coming up uh, with that ability. I agree. Right, like, like his uh, his product was selling like crazy today too. Like a bunch of kids were buying Cena stuff. They were buying Bret Hart stuff, and it was actually pretty good. Not seeing Cena on Raw today because he just gets overworked all the time. It's just it's a constant thing. He like, hypes up the crowd with his with his little speech, like how he's gonna kick the crap out of whoever he's facing at uh, Extreme Rules Batista. How he's gonna beat the crap out of him, and then he goes and has his match. And he gets the shit kicked out of him for the first half, and then he makes his massive comeback at the end and gets the crowd hyped up. It's just, it's so repetitive, and it's it's just a concert. Like, oh, Gina's getting the crowd kicked out of him. Oh, don't worry. He's going to win anyway. It's it's the same <laughs> exact thing over and over and over. It's just, they, they have to change him. Either make him a heel, which might actually be a good thing, because it could help, it could help him start, uh, skyrocket even more. And give Randy and so like it would give younger superstars a push, and also would open up a lot more opportunities for Cena. Yeah, yeah. The only problem with that is, is that there's more heels on the WWE programming nowadays than there are baby faces. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, I could see Cena pulling one of those "screw you people." Why do you think I need you now? When you were booing me when I was, you know, trying to be the the hero, you booed me in every building I was in. Told me. I sucked, and I saw signs that said, if I won, you'd riot. Well, you know what? Screw you and everybody next to you, because I don't care anymore. 
You know, all I care right. about is John Cena. Right. You know? like, like when they when they had Randy Orton as a heel, like they worked for a good two, three years, but now he became a face just because the fans started cheering for him. That's probably what's going to happen to Cena. He's going to be a heel, and then he's going to gradually go back to the face role, and then it's going to be... Yeah, and, 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 Randy Orton, and, 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 and Randy Orton's case, the reason they're cheering for him is because he's the best at what he does. I mean, he's the best bad guy in the business, and when you get to the point that you're the best at anything, people like you. Right, Randy Orton is clearly That's the just best the way it works. Right, he is he is the best heel in WWE right now, and I, honestly, like I like him as a heel. I hate him as a face, just like I hated CM Punk as a face. I like him as a heel because CM Punk always promoted oh, straight edge stuff like that. He's like, I am straight edge. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. CM Punk now is like acting like Jesus, which it's actually bringing out the fans more, and like like all like a bunch of the fans were like it was a split mix today at Raw. Like a bunch of them were cheering for CM Punk, a bunch of them were booing out. That's how it should be. Right. It shouldn't be just... I agree. But I agree, I man. Mean, thanks for the phone call, dude. We appreciate it. Uh, no problem. All right, John. Thanks. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, what a show we've had tonight, Trey. Is that the first time we've talked to John? I don't remember talking to John before. Uh, yeah, I believe John's a first-time caller. All right. Cool. That's what I like to hear. I like the fact that he was actually at Raw tonight. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I I was curious to know how that was that was live and to to yeah, hear him yeah, saying there's a lot of people you know wanting refunds. I, I think that's uh, that's pretty much what we uh, we kind of figured was going to happen. Yeah. Oh well, I say. All we, right, man. Well, you know what? I think we're done. I, I think so too, man. We've done a little overtime as usual. Uh, we never go two hours anymore. We're always always going a little over. Give them that extra mile. Well, the thing is, we don't we don't sit around and watch the clock, and we, we we're not one of those shows that you know we start the show and can't wait for it to be over by the time it starts. No, I mean we both enjoy doing the show, and I think it shows in, in the product that we put out. So that's right. Even for all those crazy bastards that are still in the chat room, exactly. And there's quite a lot of them. I, I wish I could go down the list, but we'd be here another two hours. So uh, gotta like that, right? So yeah, I've never been—I've never been a big fan of naming off everybody in the chat room. Ask JFK. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I guess now it's time for the song of the night. Song of the night, hey, song of the night. Nobody does that better than the Trey Dog. I have to admit. Uh, you know where I got that from? No, where'd you get that? There's a guy that. He's in the movie McHale's Navy with, uh, oh, shit, what's that guy's name? Frazier? Oh, you, okay, I know, you, you're talking about uh, the one that was made in, like, 94 or something that's got uh, Tom Arnold and Bruce Campbell and, and some of the other guys, the the Korean guy that, that Southern is in that movie. But there's a guy in the movie that's, like, brain dead, and he, if you ever watch the movie, Schneider walked the plank. He's the one that has the chicken on his shoulder. Yeah. And the guy that plays the cook says, where'd you get that chicken? He goes, it's not a chicken, it's a parrot. And he goes, that's not a parrot, that's lunch. And he goes, don't, don't, or make sure you give that back to me or something like that. But he's the guy that has the painted on sideburns and the, the painted on goatee. And he's got a piece of chicken strapped to his shoulder. He also played... In the Seinfeld episode where they have the Wiz, I'm the Wiz, 
He's that guy. Oh, okay. But he's in another movie where he plays, uh, I think it's a Christmas Vacation. Not Christmas Vacation, Vegas Vacation. Uh, with uh, the Griswolds. Okay. And he's the guy that gives him the, gives the, uh, Rusty the fake ID. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Mr. Papatorio, and he gives him the ID. Well, he, he sings. He's also a Frank Sinatra impersonator. Oh, okay. I got you. And so, like, he was out there in front of the casino waiting for him to come get his fake ID or whatever, and he's up singing Frank Sinatra shit, but it was just random bullshit off the top of his head, but he was singing it like a lounge singer. You know, like, hey, fake IDs, fake IDs, come get your fake IDs. <laughs> and so ever since I saw that, I've always mimicked that guy whenever I say stupid shit or whatever. And when it came to the song of the night, for some reason, that guy popped in my head and I started going, song of the night, song of the night. And that's where that came from. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know what? I just want to say to everybody, we had a lot of people trying to call in tonight, and I didn't get to a lot of people. Uh, and I wish we could stay on for longer, but next week, try and give us a call, and I'll try and get as many as I can in next week, but we had quite a few calls tonight, and I was literally bombarded all night with phone calls, so I want to thank you guys. So what we'll do is we'll take, we'll take more phone calls next week because of the draft. Absolutely. We'll definitely have much more to talk about. We'll definitely get fan reactions on what you guys thought of the draft next week. And uh, hopefully TNA will put on uh, a good show next week. You know, with it being a, a tape so, show, we don't know. We'll see. We could say we could say a possibility of open phones all night during the show next week. I'm I'm game with that. If you want to go that way, we can we can open we the can phone lines that. all night. Plus, plus, I should be back. I should be in Kansas City by then, and back with my internet and back on the show normally without being on the cell phone. Yeah, sounds good. So there you go. All right, you know what? First song of the night. What's our? Uh, you know what? We got some more Johnny Cash. Actually, I, I found this today. And it's it's something that's been uh, kind of playing on a on a commercial lately, and uh, I found it, and I'm like, man, this is a good fucking song. And I just I, I've really come fallen. on for a long time. Come on for a long time. You got it, buddy. That's exactly what it is. Sooner or later, God will cut you down. So with that said, we're gonna kick it over to JSK. We'll see you guys next week for another edition of Wrestling News Live. I'll be back tomorrow night. Carnage Crew will be back tomorrow night. But uh, join me for Unplugged tomorrow night. So uh, we'll see you guys later on in the week. And don't forget all the other shows we have on this network. Friday night, the Headlocks Lounge. Saturday, the Pro Wrestling Rewind. Uh, also, Quick Picks. And then Sunday, I'm back again for uh, Sunday Night Showdown as we bring you live pay-per-view coverage of Extreme Rules. <laughs> or, or we're hoping that Extreme Rules will be happening. But, yeah. again, we'll see you guys next week right here for Wrestling News Live. JSK, take us out, brother. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. Peace! You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. 
Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the thin light dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sleep. He called my name and my heart stood still. When he said, John, go do my will. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. You can run on for a long time. Run on. For a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on. For a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down.